tonal with all these intro you know you're changing it up each time you're very prismari maybe oh I, I agree maybe i'll find one though where i like lock it in and i'm like that that's the one i want to keep that's it but yeah. i haven't yet i haven't yet so i gotta i gotta go all over the map just every every tone just hit them yeah. all yeah yeah <laughs> it will just go through the entire vocal range <laughs> and then we'll just get the editing we'll just be like that one that's it <laughs> that was that was one all right well welcome to the dragon party I'm your host for this get-together, Brett Brandis. Joining me is my co-host, who's going to be cooking up some uh, some refreshments. He's got, I don't know, he's got something cooking right now. Yeah, I got uh, it's Eric. I got, I got something in the in the in the oven. You know, Do, don't forget about it because we're going to go two hours into this thing again, probably. And if it's still in there, I can't imagine anyone's going to want it anymore. That's probably accurate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a follow-up to our last episode, part one, Strixhaven. We went through the proper set. Uh, but this is a this is a new day. We we couldn't handle it all in one. So this is part two of it. So we're, nope. we're drinking something yeah. different for this party. What do you got going on this this party? So I have um it's not a oh, it is actually local. It's from Dallas. It's from uh, <laughs> it's Manhattan Project uh beer company. I love their I love their kind of minimalist designs oh, called half-life nice. yeah yeah so it's very you know science like nuclear physics based names so obviously i like that hazy ipas are really good are i didn't good. know that that was like a separate category of like but on the shelves you'll see like hazy ipa up here normal right. ones over there like yeah it's a total separate category now uh today i got this uh i went back to whiskey i don't have any beer left we 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 drank me out of house and home with that stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's a big surprise uh so so i'm uh, back on my whiskey kick uh this is a i believe i have have had this on the podcast before uh i i, tr- I try and be flavorful with the whiskeys i choose now for the podcasts so my idea behind this one is this is a 1792 uh barton and i was like that's approximately how long we've been podcasting for since 1792 yeah. so i think so yeah yeah <laughs> for these two episodes specifically we, exactly. we've, never, we've never had the one where we're like we're struggling to end it we're, we're like oh we can God. just keep going for these two episodes it's been and like we could have gone four hours of that last one i know and yeah and buckle up for this one too mm-hmm. you know this Absolutely, is this is because these are like road trip podcasts you know when you're like oh man yeah. i got six hours on a road just throw on something long and, and just <laughs> there like you go up and listen to yeah it. maybe it's a good thing that we have some longer episodes uh especially these i i think it warrants it because again it's all yeah. new stuff it's these aren't topics that are tried and true this is like all of it everything's so theoretical and it's fun to argue about it yeah yeah, yeah it is <laughs> the time will tell but right now who knows yeah. all right so today we got the strixhaven commander 2021 i think that's their official name, right? Because so they have a commander product come out each year. This is the commander product for 2021. Uh, so sometimes they call them Commander 2021. I believe they're calling these Strixhaven because it's very much designed yes. as Strixhaven, which is weird because I believe what well, last year was Icoria's, and they didn't call it Icoria Commander 2020. They just called it Commander 2020. 
Yeah, it was either yeah Ikoria or uh, Cal Time that they they had two separate commander uh, releases. Okay. They had like yeah. the set commanders, and they had like the Commander Twenty Twenty proper. But they just decided, ah, we're just gonna merge these two together. <laughs> yep. Which is so funny. here here we got five brand new decks, and they are pretty exciting because we got some archetypes that we maybe not have had in in certain colors before. Uh. Which is awesome. I also, I love the flavor of the, the colleges that will go into those here because they, oh, they yeah. really, they, re- you know, what's weird is I feel like they did better flavor wise in these commander products than they did in the main set to show you like what the college is about somehow. Yeah, I, I think so too, actually. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like a lot of the flavor is actually stuck in this commander product, which is interesting. Yeah, and I think maybe because they didn't have to you don't really have to like test for anything commander. <laughs> but <laughs> they like, didn't have to be like, just release oh. it. Who, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like if it's too powerful, then like, Oh, well just, that's for them to worry about. <laughs> right, right. Which is, it's, it's odd to think too. We went over the last things and we're like, you know, why isn't this in the command? Why is not this in the, you know, some things that we think mm-hmm. probably should just be in here uh, rather than in the main set. Uh, but here's what we got now. Let's get, cooking let's get let's started just, let's just get right into all it all right we're going to talk about our first deck which was we're actually going to talk about it, i believe in the uh way that they were released this is in order of how they were released in the release schedule ah. they had one release each day over that preview week which was i think just like a week ago two weeks ago so the first one that was revealed was the Lorehold deck this is your history majors Mm-hmm. If you couldn't tell by lore hold in the name, <laughs> they're like, ah, yes, these are the science yes, guys. They hold <laughs> on to the lore. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> the naming, the naming was uh, was a little rough, little rough overall of the set. But <laughs> uh, the the head of this deck is Osgir, the Reconstructor, uh, and he is what we would call like. They're trying to build this Boros value engine deck. So he is a two red and a white for a legendary giant artificer 4-4 with vigilance that has one sacrifice and artifact. Target creature you control gets plus two plus oh. Oh, super random effect that doesn't feel like it's going to do anything at all. Yeah, I think the, the biggest part about that effect is that it doesn't require to tap it. So it's just one mana, sacrifice the artifact. I think... If that was all it said, that would be all that would be needed <laughs> for your artifact deck that you want in the graveyard. It'd be a little pretty bad, though. Then his next ability, though, is X and tap it. Exile an artifact card with mana value X. So remember, we're using mana value, not CMC, from your graveyard. And create two tokens of that exiled card. Now, you do have to pay the CMC of it. So if you want you know, the big Mer Battle Sphere, you're paying seven, but you'll get two of them. Right. And, and you I, can only do it sorcery speed. And only at sorcery speed. So that, that's actually pretty big. Because yeah. my first thought about this was like, oh, can I do some crazy thing where, because it's vigilance, can I like attack with it, sacrifice an artifact, yeah, then reanimate it, two tokens, and sacrifice those two artifacts, get plus six, <laughs> plus six or something. Uh, but no, actually only as a sorcery. Um, now I do love that they have vigilance on attack. Like, it's really nice always when they have vigilance on these commanders that also want to tap with their abilities. <sighs> yeah. So it allows you to use just like your lock, right? Who has vigilance, right. but you always want to be using his ability, but it feels so bad if you're like, I can't attack because I, yeah, I, exactly. I need to use him for his ability. 
<laughs> I know. It's like I have a four, especially this guy's also a four four. Like you're, yeah, a four four. Uh, it's nice, <laughs> nice, nice beef. It's like okay, yeah, that that is something. Like if it was a one one with vigilance, you just yeah, be like, ah, well, I'm not even going to worry about I'm that. I'm only using his tap. Yeah, but um, but I, I will say this card is is super intriguing to me. Not necessarily as a commander, but to, in conjunction with another card that also wouldn't be able to be the commander is Bruiclad, which mm. can turn one of your token or it can turn all of your tokens into copies of another token right right so the trick so you're is making to get a b- bunch of tokens yeah 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 so you make like a bunch of treasure tokens and then you use this guy to to make all of your i don't know to- treasure tokens into copies of of you know chromatic lantern doesn't really make much sense but that's just <laughs> right now and then all of a sudden now all your artifacts are all your things are just copies of yeah it's still just going to be an artifact though Feels feels a little weird. He's he's interesting. I think you could do some really cool stuff with him. I, yeah, I, I don't I think, think he's too powerful. I think he's just fine where he's. I like the design a lot. Yeah, th- this this is one of those interesting things that creating two copies of something, um, especially as tokens, might be pretty cool because normally, obviously, you can only have one copy of something. So I don't know right. if there's any artifacts that kind of combo with it, with itself. Um, but them being tokens obviously kind of uh, balances the power level a little bit because you can't reanimate the token. You can't bounce it. It would be awesome if they printed my card that you could only create one token a turn. That would slow this deck down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) They really have to print that card wizard. Uh, Go back and listen to that episode. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Now, when I thought, when I saw Osgir first, here's what I would want to do with him is go with like an artifact creature theme, which I, which I'm super into. But in this deck, there happens to be another commander that's a whole lot better for it, which is Alibu, the Ancient Witness, who is a three, a red, and a white for a four-five artifact golem. And other artifact creatures you control have haste. But that's not all he says. He also says when one or more artifact creatures you control attack, doesn't have to be him. It says any artifact, right. and it only has to be one. Uh, Alibu, Ancient witness deals x damage to any target and you scry x where x is the number of tapped artifacts you control not artifact creatures just artifacts that's this is this is pretty crazy and there there are cards out there that just say like tap all artifacts um yep and which is one of my favorite cards ever that a uh the one that does that yeah so so like the the comp the the comparison uh, card to this would be like Mer Battle Sphere. So this is kind of like Mer Battle Sphere as a as a commander in Boros colors or Lorehold colors. Yeah, Kill Switch uh, is the one that I for, was Kill Switch. My, yeah, I love that card. That card's so card. sweet. I love <laughs> Just, Kill Switch. Temple artifacts. Yeah, and they don't untap. So you all, you all and your stuff will because you untap everything on your turn. But you tap everyone else's artifacts and then never untap. It's it's really strong, <laughs> super strong. Yeah, that seems pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, dealing X damage to any target and you scrying—that's uh, that's pretty good. And I like that this, like you said, with artifact creatures theme instead of just you know artifact graveyard stuff. It yeah. kind of like adds a new flavor that you can. Yeah, bring out your I, artifact I love, you can go. What's neat with this guy? Different. So I think this guy is more powerful than the main guy. Uh, and I think there's two different ways you can build him, which is actually pretty neat, right? Stack your deck with bunches of artifacts in either way. But you can either focus on his damage ability, 
to be the strong part where you just you're just trying to tap as many things as possible attacking with a single little guy and just like bolting people for 12 yeah like just like a thopter token yeah and then oh hit you for 12 or kill a creature and then maybe trying to use those like um stronic resonator right to to copy that that triggered ability right um which taps another artifact and and then it's stronger (laughs) so like yeah you could you could use that ability to your advantage and then I feel like with that, you're also, you're keeping yourself probably relatively back on the defensive, right? You're just trying to sneak out this, like, one big bolt damage, and the rest is you're sitting back. Or you can just load it up with a bunch of really big artifact creatures, and they're all going to have haste and do, like, and just be really strong that way. So there's there's two different ways you can go. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. And use use that artifact ramp for sure in this deck, right? I mean, your your deck is just going to be mm-hmm. artifact ramp because it just makes you stronger. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's pretty cool. All right. Also, you're in you're in red white, so yeah. You don't have but any so who do you? Or you don't have any spell ramp. Those are your two <laughs> Boros commanders out of like that's all you have out of the commander set. Which isn't that kind of strange? Like usually, I feel like there's more. Yeah, right. oh, there, there, there definitely is more. I mean, usually, well, well uh, in past sets, though, we've had partners, yeah. which just added, like, 80 okay. different combinations for these two colors. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, barring that, I mean, yes, there's, like, only two. That I feel like that's actually, that's usual for a commander set. You think it's usual? I, I thought there would, there would be, like, three or four. I don't know. I mean, It'd in the right. past commander sets, that most commander sets have three colors. And then within those, they'll have three different. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe I was thinking about that. Where it's like, oh yeah, in in, in uh, Sultai, then they'll have yeah. just like a green black commander in there somewhere. So we're not done with commanders uh, from this product alone. And again, this is the Lorehold product we're looking at. There's two other commanders in here. One is a mono white, and then they have a mono red. The mono white mm-hmm. is Loshiel, the Clockwork Scholar, another Elephant Scholar. I like these guys. Three mana, two and a white. For a 2-4 legendary elephant artificer. Prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to attacking artifact creatures you control. So already there's more of that artifact creature synergy. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is funny that this deck talks all about artifact creatures. And like, you know, there's not that many in the deck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Actually, there are. There's a, good, there's a good number. But it's like, you almost want everything to be. We're only dealing with artifact creatures with like three different cards. Yeah, and like so only a third of your creatures are even artifacts. Yeah, and so many you're like, oh, this is a cool. Co- oh wait, it's an artificer, <laughs> not an artifact creature. Or like, oh, this is cool. Oh wait, no, it's just a, it's just a spell. And then, and then they're pushing on with this. We gotta get mono white draw effects. So here's theirs. Whenever one or more artifact creatures enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card. Uh, but it can only trigger once each turn. So they still look at Mono White and said, no, 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 sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, this is... Uh, is this even that like feels weird. Doesn't all? that feel yeah. weird to have that? Like, I like it because I wish every card said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, but it, why, it, does, like, why is only White where they're like, okay, now we got a whole Yeah, if, if this was blue, it'd be like, Oh, yeah, whenever any artifact ETBs, you draw a card. <laughs> right. Or it would say, like, draw one, and then if you play two, draw two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It draw would just X, like... <laughs> where X is the number you played this turn. And yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, this is specifically artifact creatures. Um, 
Right. Uh, yeah. And I, I'll say this about artifact decks uh, and commander. Um, adding colors in artifact decks specifically isn't that big of a deal. <laughs> like because right. most of your or a large percentage of your spells are colorless artifacts yeah. that do something. But would this deck so, be pretty boring? I look at this card and I'm like, maybe it'll be all right, but boy, I, you're very linear here. <laughs> yeah, the fact that it's a commander or a legendary creature like means nothing to me. <laughs> it's like this yeah, card this is, is a 99, a 99 card, right? Card. Yeah, and I think it would be good in a 99 card. Sure, because like yeah, if you're focused on artifact creatures, like dude, he would be great in that Alibu deck, right? He'd be yeah, awesome. exactly. He'd be awesome. And if you can give your stuff flash, which there's plenty of ways to do that in uh, Boros Artifact land, then this is it's pretty good. He's interesting. All right, the model red one is Lelia, the Blade Reforged. Now, she is a 2 and a red for a 2-2 two -two haster. I always love when commanders have haste, by the way. I've noticed that about me now is, like, I more and more am, like, I just, they need to have haste. I need to be able to do... Whatever they're gonna do, haste or flash right away. or X or flash. Or yeah, something. exactly. I just like because... they, they gotta be useful when I come down. Uh, and she does have an attack ability, attack trigger ability. It's whenever she attacks, exile top card of your library, and you can play that card this turn. I like that. So she's yeah. got pseudo card draw, right? It's the impulse yeah. draw, and it, and it says play, not cast. Yep. So that you means you can play your lands. In. Yep. Uh, and whenever you exile one or more cards from your library and or your graveyard. Put a 1-1 one, one counter on her. I, I love this card. I, yeah, this, this card's sweet. This card is so cool. This is, this is one of those ones that it's obviously in here uh, as a commander. <laughs> like, it has nothing to do with the artifact synergy. Yes, right? <laughs> yeah, they, right. <laughs> I uh, mean, they have some theme of exiling, right? So the, the main guy, Alibu, he does say, you know, you exile it from your graveyard. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. That, that's true. So they, tie, um, they tied it in. They tied it in. And yeah. again, they're trying to get more and more of this card draw effect in red-white, right? So, like, every card has got this, like, yeah, it's kind of card, right? That's yeah, kind of, it's kind of, it's yeah. kind of there. I think this is cool, like, a new thing uh, for just a mono red commander because this exile from the top I of the library play this turn, that's just, like, that's what red card draw God, is. I like, they kind it. of moved away from looting and rummaging, I think. Yep. And there's a bunch of cards that say, like, oh, at the beginning of your turn, Exile the top card of your library. You may play it this turn or something. Right. It's kind of nice, so, too. He attacks as a 3-3, three, three, by the way, because he, he exiles yeah, the top when he attacks. Exactly. So. That gets him so, a counter. I think that, it. who knows if that'll push, you know, that effect over the top of having that, like, temporary card draw. But um, I think it, it it's in the right direction. And yeah, here's what I love about this card. Uh, I think he, he can go in any any red deck. Like, you're talking about just a creature that's going to attack and sort of draw you a card and grow bigger if, if nothing's, like, dealt with him. I, I just, I want to put this card in decks and just see how it does, you know? Yeah, I think, do you think it would be good enough if there's just no attacks on the board? Would you just not play it until there is good attacks? Mm, uh, I would still play it if I really need that card draw, right? <laughs> right, yeah. So, at, at, like, the very worst, if you're just like, oh, man, I'm going to lose next turn... It's a three mana draw card. Yeah, you, you which, need like, more mana, right? You wouldn't play him till if if there's no attacks at three mana, which is right. when you can play him, right? He's he's only three. That's not bad, and he's hasted. So, yeah, I I think I think there's going to be plenty of ways to use him, and I like that. You know, it's right away. Yeah, and and you get some value off of doing it, even if you can't like play the card. Like, right? Yeah, it, it's I think 
I think it'll be good. I think, I think if it'll be you... good. I want to play with it. That's yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's a really cool card. You can, like, build around this card, but like you said, it's not horrible to just put in a red deck. I think think you have to be a red deck that wants to attack because then you have other cards that say, like, oh, attacking creatures get double strike. Yeah, and the more, right, if you have any of those, um, you know, untap and and you get an extra attack step. step. Yeah, Yeah, stuff like that. That would be big. Stuff like that. but yeah, I think I mean at the worst case, like like people aren't gonna cast a spell to kill this thing just because it exiles. Right, it feels like, like it feels like it's a weak target to be like, it, do I really need to kill that? I don't know. We, we yeah, can like kind of just leave that. Yeah, I'll see if he do, plays any combat tricks first. So like, you are you are hundred percent gonna get at least the card draw off of it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it's not that big of a threat. So this, that's why that's a card I really like. I, th- mm-hmm. I think that's a sweet card. All right, the next uh, that we're going to talk about is new, is is part of that technique cycle. So it's part of the demonstrate cards. This is excavation oh, technique. You know, I didn't, I totally blew by me that that's, that was a, a cycle. <laughs> it's technique. a cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, every deck has one. Uh, uh, and, and it's, you know, one of every five colors. So this deck has the white one. So now a different deck is going to have the red one. Uh, is, this the, is this the best one, do you think? This one might be the best one. So this is excavation technique. This is three and a white for a sorcery with demonstrate. Destroy target non-land permanent, and then its controller is going to get two treasures for, for, for losing their permanent. So demonstrate, if you guys remember, we talked about it last episode for a bit because it's part of the mechanics. It's when you cast it, you can copy it. So you can cast this for four mana. You can have two copies of this, which is yeah. two copies of destroy target non-land permanent. And this controller creates two treasure tokens. Uh, but when you do that, you choose a player and they're also going to play the spells, which means that's why this one might not be the best because if you copy it, that means they can destroy one of your own permanents. Yeah. But, but then uh, it doesn't say like a non, like one of them opponents. Right. But you, then it, then it basically costs two because you get two of the mana back with the treasures to destroy two. And things. lost I mean, your best permanent. And lost your best scenario. permanent. But, but you um, got two permanents off the board that were problems. Right. It's good. Um, it's a good card. I'm excited to see this played. I just think I, it'll lead to some really, really cool plays. Yeah, I, I think so too. And and like, I like that it doesn't say opponent just because like you know random yeah, games yeah, it, that it you might want have been to destroy <laughs> it might some have been of these strong. things. Yeah. Um. And I mean, worst case scenario, you could destroy your own thing and you get mana fixing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> sure. Hey, you know, I don't know that play. I guess. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, it's not necessarily. Good <laughs> that sounds play. really bad. That sounds horrible. Oh yeah, things are going wrong for you if you have to do that. <laughs> but you know, but, like you're you know, you're better off. You're better off using it, destroying two bad like bad permanents, and having someone copy it and like hoping they destroy one of yours, or, yeah, or, right. or convincing them to right because this is a very political card. That's the whole point of this whole cycle, right? Where hey, if I can let you destroy something, what are you going to destroy? Huh? Yeah, exactly. Huh? <laughs> yeah, so I, think, I, I think these cards are great. Just yeah, and like if, if there's an arch enemy destroying three, their three best permanents. Right. And, and he like, can't be too upset here, right? Because they're giving him six mana out of that. Right. And that will, it'll depend how valuable that mana is. Like on turn three or four, 
two treasure tokens is a lot. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't think this is going to come out that fast, right? This is like a turn, yeah, exactly. Turn eight, turn nine play where yeah. you're just trying to clear clear some of the really the the you're going to win next turn if we don't. It, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and but like at turn yeah, like you said, turn eight, nine, ten when somebody has like fifteen mana. The difference between 15 yeah, and not, yeah, might mana not right. The six treasures nothing. might not do anything. Yeah, exactly. And it's not like lands. So I, I think this card is is like at probably the end, one of at, the closest. At, to when we go over the last technique, maybe we'll do just a quick like which technique do you which, like? The yeah, best? yeah. But, but I think as far as I can tell, except for maybe one of them, they're all good and they're all playable. Right. Uh, all right. The next card is probably my favorite card from this deck. This is the cursed mirror. Oh, I want this yeah. card so bad. I love this card. Two so and much. a red for an artifact. Tap, add red. That's it. It's my favorite card in the set. No. Uh, as it enters the battlefield, you may have it become a copy of any creature on the battle, and it doesn't target any creature on the battlefield until end of turn, and it has haste. Yeah. This card's I, awesome. Yeah, this card. A really- lot of the times in Commander, you're only you only have a clone for one turn. <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah. you're cloning <laughs> yeah. the best thing on the battlefield and you're and this clone is having haste yeah and, and at that point like when there's one best thing in the battlefield i mean there's obviously only ever one best thing in the battlefield but you know there's one great creature in the battlefield i was like oh man i don't want to waste my board sweep on that then there's two i mean it's I, only until end of turn i just but. can't wait for you know uh, a Mr. So-and-so we won't mention who plays Eldrazi number four with Annihilator a billion. <laughs> and I just play Cursed Mirror attack him. And I'm just like, what's up now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, yeah, so this is like essentially like a better threaten effect. <laughs> because it's the cost of the same mana and you get a mana out of it. Is this just yeah. like... It's yeah, just and like, it sits there, and it's an art. Just oh, a dude, staple. I love this. Oh, abs. I think like, so. just a straight I think so. up staple. This is a card I would put in every single red deck for sure. Yeah, right. Uh, I do think it's a staple. I, yeah, me too. Because it's it's a mana rock that taps for red, not colorless. Yep. So that's good. I mean, it's not good, but it's it's like play it. it <laughs> I I mean, you're for not this, gonna be a two for this this card and one other card. I because of those two cards printed, and we'll go over the the second one in a bit. I almost want to buy this commander precon just because it has like plus some of the reprints that are in this deck oh, are incredible. This, this commander precon definitely has the most. I value. think this deck has the best precon, uh, or the re- best reprints, yeah, out of all the precons. Yeah, when we'll we'll get into the two cards why <laughs> a little bit later on. Uh, so this this next one is one I don't know if it's going to be any good at all. So this is and this is a this is one that people have talked about a lot. The monologue tax, an enchantment for two and a white. This is them, again, trying to do some white ramp. Now it says, whenever an opponent casts their second spell each turn, you create a treasure token. I think this is going to be really good. You think it's going to be really good? All right, I think that's fair. I I think this is a card that I would end up putting in a lot of decks and then probably ripping out. I just don't know that it's reliable enough. Like, what if you need that treasure and you go through a turn cycle and you didn't get one. And you're like, well, I needed that treasure that like, you know, you just needed one and it didn't right. happen on a turn cycle and now you're stuck there on turn 3 still. Yeah, and I think it's it's pretty easy to try to compare this card to Smothering Tithe when it's just like way way worse than Smothering Tithe. Yeah, um, it's definitely not Smothering Tithe. But yeah, there's there's the definite downside where like 
you need one more mana and everyone knows it. So it's like, oh, I'll just play one spell and pass or like whatever. You know, this effect but, seems so small, though. I don't think people would hold back their second spell. I don't I, think yeah, it's I doing that. And I think there's a bunch of times where we almost don't register the second spell in our yeah. heads. Because it's it does like, feel oh, like I... one thing that you're going to miss this trigger a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It yeah, does. Maybe some place like, oh, I'll play Cultivate and my commander. And it's like, okay, I get a treasure. Like, or I'll play. Yeah, it makes sense on like their turn, right? But if, yeah. if someone does it at instant speed, sometimes you're not paying attention to how many spells they're playing on not their turn. Exactly. It's, and, it's yeah. just, You're going to miss your triggers on this. I just, I don't know. I don't love it. I, it's, so, it's fine. with these kind of cards, like how how many treasures would you want to get out of this? Like, if this was an enchantment, it says, "Oh, when it enters the battlefield, create this many treasures." Like, how how many do you think? I might be super greedy, but for commander, I would want like five out of this freaking thing. <laughs> I, I think that's pretty reasonable to 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 want. But, I think you can definitely get five. I think you could, right? And and the unfortunate part though is that you're not going to get five, right? That would be so powerful if it came in and gave you yeah. five. <laughs> Obviously that's not going to happen. I I feel I, like this would take you like six turn cycles to maybe get five and, and that and you might, I, no, I remember know. it's each turn like especially yeah, if you play turn, this early. Do you think you're going to get more than five? I don't know that you will. I think I think you will. So, if like, you do, I think this is a good card. Though. This is a good card, yeah. I, I think this will also depend on when you play it. Like, I think if you yeah, play this Yeah, turn, turn three is a lot better, three, right? <laughs> Yeah, because people are still ramping. They're still casting their cantrips or whatever. But, like, because they need to, like, draw their lands to play them. I think if you play this on turn eight, people are just like, I'll play my board wipe. And the, and yeah, that's I just know when the game gets later too that commander's a, a big format of tapping out to play their commander again, right? There always ends up with a turn cycle where I only have eight mana, my commander now costs eight. I pay eight. Here's my commander. Yeah, and exactly. It's just like we get into those cycles a lot where you, sometimes people are stuck playing one land forever or one. Yeah, yeah. It, people get flooded, and then yeah, they just play pay nine to cast a commander, and that's the only card they have in their hand. So yeah. I I think you could definitely get in that trap, but I think if you play this early enough then you're there's going to be some turn cycles where people are like well i'm playing uh every time i cast a spell i draw a card so like what am i going to do like i also do that like spell. that but unless there's a destroy all enchantments there's no reason for this thing to be a target ever exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like who would ever be like i have to disenchant that Come yeah, on, yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> he's like with my destroy permanent spell, it's like, oh man. <laughs> there's no, there's never smothering tide. There is a reason, right? Because people, yeah, yeah. You well, know, one wheel we, and they have twenty treasures. And you're like, exactly. Mm, that feels wrong. But this card is like, no, <laughs> we're fine. Yeah, yeah. You can have that for as long as you want. I feel like, yeah. So if you get this out on turn three, it is good. I, I do agree with that. Yeah, I, th I think that'll be it. Because yeah, again, when late in the game, people are casting fewer spells. Yeah. anyway but uh whereas smothering tides is just good because everyone draws at least one card uh but yeah so i think i think this will be it'll i don't know about a staple though i i think if you're yeah i it won't I be a staple, staple if you if it's like a if you're playing like a bant deck I if you're really... playing if you're playing any artifact or any enchantment synergies Sure, sure. You can try it out. You if you're playing mono white or boros, I and think then, it's then worth sure. And yeah, you're right. Okay, and those colors. Other than that, no. Yeah, if, if you're playing like green or well, do you think it belongs colors? in Orzhov? Orzhov has a lot of trouble too. 
Or Jav 2, yeah. So I think maybe you should play it in that. Yeah, I think yeah. so. All right, the next one, which is one that I know I'll die to a lot and somehow never fit in my own decks. The Battle Macers, Mages, <laughs> Bracers. Two and a red. Equip creature has haste, uh, which equips for two. So you're paying five mana just to give your creature haste. Uh, whenever an ability of an equipped creature is activated, if it isn't a mana ability, you may pay one. If you do, copy that ability. So it's it's uh, Illusionist Bracers. Right. Uh, but you have to pay one, but it also gives haste. And I think Illusionist Bracers cost two and equip three. Yeah. I uh, think this is a better Illusionist Bracers, though. I like the haste. So that Yeah, haste you... is pretty big. If you have and enough mana and, yeah, and your commander needs to tap to use his ability, it's letting you do it right away. And if even if you don't have the one mana to copy it, it's still giving your guy haste to do it right away, importantly. Exactly. Yeah. So this is this is one of those things that it's if does you it want, go in any deck that the commander doesn't tap? Yeah. So like <laughs> I don't think it yeah. does, right? This is like does your commander so. have, is your commander in red and have a tap ability? Yep. Yeah. If not, basically. If not, don't put it in your deck. I don't think you're ever gonna find good use for it. It's a pa- that's why I say it's like a super powerful effect that I'm just never gonna use. Yeah, you you but I will yeah, die to this. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because like it, these kind of things, it's like, it's nice to have redundancy. So with illusionist yeah. bracers, because usually that was the only thing that you would have that copied something right. like that. But now it's, it's good. You have two. So there might be some decks that are like, Oh, now I can get two copies with both of them. Or I, I love that the they made this a colored artifact, right? I, I love that they started doing that. Yeah, right? I, I mean, that they it, started doing that. Because this, this would be so annoying if it was colorless. I don't want to yeah. see this in every deck. That yeah, would yeah. be so annoying. Especially like the random mono blue. <laughs> yeah, oh decks. my god. Yeah, okay, enough of that, deck. dude. I was tired of that. I love that this is in red. Yeah. And Absolutely. Yeah, I, so that's like my favorite part about the card. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the red yeah, artifact. And, and I, I just really like that they started making colored artifacts. Because... It allows them to make stronger artifacts that aren't just like, oh, well, that's just gonna now gonna go in every single like mono blue commander. You're talking about colored artifacts. That reminds me about the next colored artifact we're gonna talk about. (laughs) And this may be the strongest card in the whole set printed, only because of its color. It's white, two and a white for an (laughs) artifact. Archaeomancer's map. When it enters the battlefield, you search your library for two basic planes cards and put them in your hand. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, if they control more lands than you, you could put a land from your hand onto the battlefield. Not tapped. You just put it onto the battlefield. So this is kind of cultivate plus burgeoning on a single white artifact that costs the same as cultivate. So this is the card that I just like I know it's good, but like burgeoning isn't that good of a card. <laughs> Burgeoning's not great. Yeah, but like it is also on, really good. <laughs> on turn on turn one, it can feel broken, right? Like you have yeah. turn one burgeoning. You can you, you can come lands. into your second turn with four lands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just like holy crap. Um, but man, other times you draw it on turn four, and you're just like, okay, well I have, I only have one land in hand, and I'm gonna play it. <laughs> and so this card does nothing the thing about burgeoning is that it's in green and this is in white right and there's a big that's that's true 
and <laughs> this card draws you two planes. It draws that you are pr- cards that you're probably gonna ramp into at some point. Yeah. Um, but in my head, like this is like white cultivate, but worse <laughs> like which is maybe that's good enough you know i think it is i think this card is really good and i definitely want to play with it but i don't I wish... want it to be a 20 dollar card because it might be <laughs> yeah it might be because i could see this saying like oh no this just goes in every white deck like kind of what we said about before with the uh monologue text where it's just like oh if it's a mono white white red white black <laughs> right then it goes right. in um but yeah, I'm just like, what if, what if you go first and you just <laughs> you don't have any lands or something? I still think it's good. Here's the, I, I still think, I it's, still think I mean, it's a I, good card. I, I don't I, think there's ever a dead play. I yeah, I I think, I think this is a good card, and there's it's gonna look good. But I think other times, it's gonna be like, you get one x, you get like ramp of planes, and then you play your second planes that you drew at the on your turn. And I mean, again, maybe that's just good enough. Yeah, I, I do think this is like the most polarizing card in the set because it is it is White's first foray, and I think that alone makes this card good enough. I I, I feel like I get everyone's skepticism. About well, no, this I card. I think I, like everyone else seems to think this is great. <laughs> I I'm the only one I've seen that. Or no, I, I don't know about that. that. I've heard skeptics You've saying heard that this people? is a bad effect. Yeah, it, okay, it, like like this is straight bad. I don't think that. I think this is good. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's a great card. I also well, love... So, in my mind, I feel like people are are forgetting that this is, like, a white artifact that's sitting there. Right? I like <laughs> Cultivate's a one-off spell. This is a permanent card that's sitting there. You know how many, like, different things care about artifacts being there? Yeah. This that, is I cute. Think this, is, this is, like... If you're in an synergies. artifact deck, that helps a lot. Yeah. The thing I don't like about this is it just says two basic planes so like one great thing about cultivate is it can double fix you because you you. just well yeah again this that's why this is like just straight for white decks right (laughs) this is like this is the white staple but also can go in white black and white red i don't i think as soon as you're up to three colors why are you even looking at this thing yeah, you're, I, you're I not. You're nowhere close to this. Yeah, if you're in like Mardu, which would be Mardu, I think like we're talking strictly Mardu, who has the best artifact synergies of any color pair. I think uh, blue has a lot too, but yeah, artifact. That's the other thing is artifact is like everything but green. So that's why like every artifact commander you have to compare it to Brea. Oh <laughs> <Almost>. yeah. <laughs> would um, you play this in Brea? You probably could. I I don't. Maybe in some builds you could play yeah, it. Yeah, I think you could. But, I think you could be safe. I mean, yeah, the two planes kind of hurts, right? Because then you're, you're only getting planes out of it. But You're only getting planes out of it. And you want, in Brea, you really want to take advantage of that sacrifice, the artifact thing. Yeah. So which, maybe, well, that's the thing about do. the map, though. You can. You can. That's what I'm saying, though. You can sack this thing. So if it's not giving you ramp anymore, which in Brea is probably good, right? <laughs> Having that ramp effect at the, at the right. back end of it. That could help you, and as soon as you're done using that effect, and the card's not useful anymore, Brea says, sack it mm-hmm. to do something else awesome. And it's a good target to come back, just to, I don't know, because you could, you could get it back with some, like, artifact reanimation stuff. There's definitely utility to this. Yeah. 
All right, we'll we'll move on from that. But I think I, that I, is the most polarizing. But. I think you you mentioned something uh, that I want to point out too is that like I don't think this you said that I don't think this is a twenty dollar card. I definitely agree. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe, I'm not paying twenty. No way. Yeah, and I'd pay two dollars for this card. Yeah, I, it, this is like a couple dollar card. That, <laughs> I would oh, pay two dollars. I would really want. You're right. I would really want to include it in my deck, and I hope it's not a ten dollar card just because it's the only one because it doesn't yeah. deserve to be that. All right, the next card down, the Ruin Grinder. This is five and a red for a 7-4 with Menace Construct, Artifact Creature Construct. When it dies, each player may discard their hand and draw seven cards. So they may wheel if they want to. Uh, And it has Mountain Cycling for two. You can go find a mountain for two if you want. Yeah. And discard it. And it doesn't have to be basic mountain. So you get your... your... Shocklands, your triomes. Yep, yep. It's pretty good. The mounts. I think this card's awesome. Yeah, I I also really like this card. So through all five decks, I guess I'll mention this now. You can already see my little warning sign here. (laughs) I labeled this card in the deck as my dark horse card. Uh, I've picked one card in each of the five commander decks that I think is stronger than people realize. And I don't think it's going to see as much play as it should. Yeah, like a card that, you know, when you look it up, you're like, oh, that's like 65 cents. You're uh, right. I guess I'll put it in my deck. Because this you're card, like, looking at I it. I just drew seven cards. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a 60, 60 cent card, right? It has Wheel of Fortune on it, which is a $400 card. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a 7-4 artifact creature with Metis. Like, this could just... Get in. Uh, yeah, and and there's a lot of reanimation strategies and artifacts in red now. Yeah, This card you can pitch for two mana, getting yourself a mana in red, which is a hard thing to come by, and then you could reanimate it with your artifact things like the, the Duretti, you know, switching or whatnot, which you paid nothing for, and have a 7-4 medicine play that when it dies, you draw seven. I'm telling you, in red, this is a, an effect that red needed, and I don't think people realize it. This is a great card. Yeah, if you're playing like an artifact reanimation using like maybe a Duretti deck, which is the reprint here, but uh, we'll talk about for notable reprints. Yep. But this is like I think a must include because absolutely. Also, with if you want artifacts in your graveyard, this puts all the artifacts in your hand in the and graveyard. gets you the land that you probably need. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you're playing you red. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great card, and you know how hard a seven four menace is to block. Yeah, and you want it to die. <laughs> yeah, right, that's what I'm saying. You're just like, fine, I'll attack. I'll attack you, yeah. Or seven damage coming seven, in. A seven power blocker, too. And it like could probably get rid of two their... of their big things. Uh, dude, I, I just yeah. think this is the Dark Horse. I think this card is better than anyone's going to give it credit. Yeah, I do, too. Like, in the fact, so people are going to be like, oh, it costs six to play but that mountain cycling thing is huge that i mean so that's my whole thing is i i i almost am not even looking at that (laughs) i'm looking at using it to mountain cycle and then bring it back from my graveyard for free like every deck that uses artifacts in the graveyard does they all do the same thing they all pitch big cards and return them to the battlefield and then you're wheeling and getting yourself refilled in your hand and discarding probably more artifacts or I, this card it, yeah. just does everything you want. It, yeah, and think think about like what about the situation you know that you're uh, Mardu artifacts reanimation player and you have two planes in your hand and this you're like oh all, my mana is good <laughs> because you can <laughs> play it, yeah, two planes and then you get uh, your blood crypt 
or something, or your Mardu Triumph. Great. It's great. And now your now your mana's fine. Like it's not great, but you know, like otherwise you'd pitch this hand. Yep. 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 All right. So I'm in for I, I'm I'm super in for Rune Grinder. Next artifact. So more artifact creatures, which these guys are all pretty sweet. This is four and a white for the Bronze Guardian artifact golem. A star five. With double strike and ward two, so to target him, you have to pay two more. All their artifacts you control also have ward two, and his power is equal to the number of artifacts you control. So it's at least a one five because he's an artifact. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be a lot bigger than that. Yeah. I imagine. What, what, what do you <laughs> in think? Reality, like a, reality, reality is going to be like a yeah. I would say more like ten five or whatever. I, uh, later in the game, ten artifacts is a lot. Yeah. That's a lot to have. I think five five is a comfortable number. Uh, which means he deals 10 damage when he hits. I mean, yeah. this, this guy's kind of a beefcake. And he can't be targeted, and your other artifacts can't be targeted. Yeah, and, and, good. and Ward 2, I think, is going to be an interesting mechanic for Commander. Because in the beginning of the game, this is like basically hexproof, right? Like, Yeah. Um, Turn 5, it might not be, right? When he yeah, comes like, down. as you get be. further on, they're going to be, like, a ramp player. Or, like, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking about, like, oh, I play this card against, you know, your uh, your uh, Selesnya deck. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's just gonna be like, it might as well say nothing on it. <laughs> <You just get laughs> I don't so target many lands. <laughs> Yeah. Or, or I, I guess it means that you have so many lands out that, oh, like, yeah. oh, that's, that's sure. True. I'll I don't just pay. Things, but... I mean, yeah, that specifically, but I just, you know, it, uh, for other ramp decks. Um, but you know, it means I like that it gives other first. artifacts ward too. I think that's going to be super strong. Some some of your artifacts might be your most powerful cards, and if they get rid of it, it might hurt. But this is giving yeah. them a little minor protection. I, this is a good card. It it could um, it could just be the thing where like oh man, I'm one mana short now because I ha- I ha- like I yeah. if I kill this thing first, I can't kill this other thing or. Now I can kill this other thing, but now I can't kill this thing, which is like, you know, a 7-5 double strike. Uh, and last card we'll talk about from this deck of the new cards. This is the... Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah I added that. Uh... that. Yeah, The Angel of the Ruins, a 5-white-white for an artifact creature angel. 5-7. That's a beefy with flying. Big guy for 7 mana, though. Uh, when enters, exile up to two target artifacts and or enchantments. And plain cycling too. I, I love this, this the art on this card. Yeah, the art's awesome. <laughs> the art's super sweet. I I think this is also in contention for just being like a staple. Sure, I I think you're right. I I think this card's really good. At seven mana is a lot to pay, but this gives you everything you want at seven mana. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the the um, well, there's a instant that exiles artifact or enchantment, and then if you play it at sorcery speed, you exile two. Yeah, it's like Return to Dust or whatever. Return to Dust, yeah, Yeah. exactly. So that costs two white-white, and that's basically a staple. Yep, Sorcerer's Speed. Right, and this this is giving you a 5-7 flying body. 5-7 flying. As an artifact, I love all these artifact creatures, man. I I want an artifact creature deck. I've always wanted one, but they're printing some good ones now. And uh, plane cycling, so everything that we talked about with with your Dark Horse Ruin Grinder. Yep also apply to angel of ruins where yeah once oh, again i think those those are that's stronger than you think it is because mm-hmm. again all and, and this could go in like a white black deck that i'll tell you what getting these into your graveyard for two mana and getting you a land out of it and then reanimating is super easy <laughs> in commander this yeah. stuff happens like 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 for one mana 
people do it, right? Reanimate is a one-mana spell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And puts this exactly. onto the battlefield and then exiles two target artifacts or enchant. That's so strong. It's so... It's so and, and you're left with a 5-7 flyer, which yeah. is pretty good. Yeah. I... So I I just think these the cards that just have like that cost a lot but have those plane cycling on them. So in the past, I think why people have ignored that effect is in the past those were all stapled to like commons, right? That costed eight and were just a vanilla six six that had forest cycling. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah you're not exactly. gonna play that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're just not gonna do that. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> But um, now that they're putting some like real abilities on these things, that's yeah, having that cycling ability is strong. Yeah, it, it's it, it's almost just like I don't know. Yeah, like when you see a card that also is just like oh one mana cycle or one mana scry one, you're just like oh, okay, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. at least it's gonna be that good. All right, now into the notable reprints. I have a few listed on here. Um, probably the most expensive one and the one I'm most excited for the Thousand Year Elixir. Yeah, it is a the... staple for tap any commanders with tap abilities. Yep, very similar to what we were talking about with the uh, battle mages bracers. Yep, with as far as like, oh well, it essentially has haste for what you want it to do. Yes, for the tap effect. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just one of those cards that was just too expensive for. Yeah, for most what for most people. <laughs> I think I got one at like five dollars, and it went up to like thirty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, Ow. It was one of those cards that it's it's so niche that. Like, no one wants it, but everyone who wants it really, really, really wants it. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those cards you need a copy of, because you're yeah. eventually going to run a commander that has a tap ability, and guess what? You're going to need this card, Yeah, it no, belongs it, in there. Exactly, and, like, the only people who want it are, like, commander players, yeah. and they're not, like, selling their decks. No, I, yeah, I'm not going to get rid of my Thousand Year Elixir, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I need the card. Yeah. <laughs> who knows when I'm going to run one? Um, I, I put on the artifact lands. They printed, reprinted both Ancient Dead and Great Furnace. That's good. That's good. Yeah, th- those uh, those cards were always annoyingly like a couple dollars. When in every yeah. artifact deck, they're just better than you, basic. You should lands. just play them. Yeah, you just need. Like, luckily, I played back in the Mirrodin days, so I have all five. But right. I, yeah, I didn't want to pay two, three dollars for. Them. I mean, it's just a land, right. <laughs> but you need one. Uh, the Hellkite Tyrant. That card got up to like twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah. What the <laughs> heck? Looks I don't even think I paid for it. <laughs> I, don't even, I think I just had one. Because uh, that's a six mana, when you attack, you gain control of all artifacts that that player controlled that you hit. And if you control 20 or more artifacts, you win the game. Win the I game, have yeah. never won the game like that, which I tried many times. Yeah, because everyone's like, oh, shit, <laughs> we got to kill that thing. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll my, 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 my big... Big brain plays is that I always played like Micah Synth Lattice into this, and then Mike Synth Lattice he came to the party. Mike Synth Lattice came in and just tried to win by having artifacts. Never works. Uh, Combustible yeah. Gear Hulk, great card. I love that card. I wanted to build a deck off that card. Uh, it's hard to build a deck off of things in the '99, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I tried many yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's always like, ah, oh, this is cool. They're like, how am I going to build this? That it always turns into just some other random deck with yeah. this card in, and you're just like, ah, well, I played five games with this and didn't ever play this card, right? Because yeah, you you just can't. It's it's so annoying. That's why you have to build off of your commander, unfortunately. Uh, the Scrap Trawler, great card. I don't know how much it was, but when I saw that, I was like, you know, that's that's a card up and coming. Anything that needs an artifact creature or has an artifact theme, you should probably have a Scrap Trawler. 
This is just a straight up staple for artifact decks. Yep, yep. It returns uh, whenever an artifact goes to the graveyard, it will return one of those cheaper mana cost to your hand. Mm-hmm. So it's just super useful. Steel Hellkite may come back here. That's one that used to be kind of printed in the old uh, commander decks of old, um, which is a great yep. card still. It's a card people should probably play because it can go it, in any deck and it destroys the things you need to destroy. Yeah, it it's just a good solid card that is not played enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not played enough. It's not played enough. Uh, probably because it's like an artifact like dragon that, you know, if you're not playing something with either of those synergies, people are just like, meh. But it, yeah, it's a it, card that could go in any deck. Yeah, and, and it has to, like, attack and hit people, but, like... Yeah, costs a lot. But, you know, th- there's so many times where you're playing against a token deck with a bunch of saplings, and you just hit them because they don't have any flyers, and pay zero, and destroy yeah. all their tokens. <laughs> it's just like, alright, now you're dead. Uh, the next one's the Steel Overseer. This is a two-mana 1-1. One, one. This is expensive because of not our format, surprisingly. This is one that's modern a modern card. playable yeah, card. Uh, that just taps and puts one one counter on all artifact creatures. So good to see it here. I, I think it needed a reprint for commander players to just get a get a hold of it if they um, needed one. And then finally, Duretti, like we've mentioned, uh, you know he was his own deck back in the day. Yep. Um, he, he's not he's too expensive of... or anything, but it's just a it's a really good red artifact card that you need to play. Yeah, he can plus to essentially faithful saluting. Yep. Reanimate a card, put a card in the graveyard, and then. He never lasts long enough to ultimate. <laughs> no, no. And you're, yeah, you, I mean, your best ability ult- is to come into play and use his uh, switch, right? right. I mean, you you want to immediately like get your Blightsteel Colossus out of the graveyard for <laughs> for your well, map. Yeah, Bl- Blightsteel, I think, has the text that can never... Oh, yeah, he'll, he won't be there. there. He won't be but, there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the... Yeah. All right, well, your, and th- uh, that's that's our lore hold deck. What do you what if you want to give it a grade? Give it a grade rating. What are you giving the lore hold deck? I uh are we going we're going like school grades, I'm assuming. Yeah, school grades. School because grades. you know, it's a school theme. This is a school um, theme. There you go. Man, I I love what they're doing. I think on the it, it this is like on the face of it, you might think like, oh, another artifact deck. But this introduces a lot of cool cards that I think I might buy this deck just to rip it apart and put another one. So I'll I'll give it like a like a B minus. I'll tell you what I'm gonna give this a solid A. <laughs> I think a. it's got everything. I'm a harsher grader. <laughs> yeah i I think this deck has everything you need to see. I'm gonna get harsher on the other ones, man. I I think this one might be the best one uh, of just the you're buying for the value. You have probably the best reprint value out of any of the decks here. You have some of the coolest new design cards that are needed for both white and red. I, I just think it's solid. All it's got one of the best cycles cards in technique. Their technique there, ah, uh, just solid all around. All around, you're gonna have you're gonna have some good cards out of this deck for years to come. I think this is a solid A. You could probably play this deck as it comes to and win some games. I'm sure you got a lot yeah. of value in this deck. Yep. All, all right. right, to the next deck. This is our Prismari deck. The Prismari performance. This is our theater majors. So, yeah, Avi, I'm a Prismari. Yeah, Brett, Brett was a theater kid. I was a little bit of a theater kid. Uh, unfortunately, the deck kind of disappoints me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with it, its, it's head. It's disappointing their parents. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll start with its head uh, headmaster here uh, in Zaffy Thunder Conductor. 
I, I just love the flavor though. He's got like, he's conducting the orchestra. And he's yeah. Like, I wish I loved this card. I hate it. So this is a two, uh, a blue and a red for a one, four human shaman with magecraft. So the new, uh, you know, the, the, the new mechanic. So whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, you scry one. Whoop dee doo. <laughs> <laughs> if that spell manages to have a mana value of five or greater, You'll also make a 4-4. Four, four. Whoop-dee-doo. <laughs> but, 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 if its mana value is 10 or greater, he'll deal 10 whole damage to an opponent at random. What? <laughs> so, I, I, I kind of added this card at the last minute. Um, whether this card is good or not, I, like I don't think it's very good. Um, if you just want to build a normal uh, instant sorcery decks, the next card we're going to talk about is just way it's way better. The one you're going to play, you're never going to play this guy. Let me tell but you, he's terrible. I I think this will is more interesting as like a offshoot. Like if if you want to build a big instant sorcery deck, I think this is, this would be kind of fun. You know, the thing is there. Is I there feel are like you'd want to do you would want to do it's all three abilities, right? Yeah, I think this is basically like the sweet spot is the f- creating a token for five. But do or you? More. Uh, I think so, right? Because I was gonna say, do you know how many instant or sorceries there are that eh, they had their opportunity to print it in this deck and they didn't? Do you know how many instants or sorceries actually cost ten or more in this one? In no. This- in in total, in all of Magic's history, well, I I think you're I, there's probably like only like seven or ten or something, but uh, but like X spells can get there. I think that's that's the bread and butter for that. There are ten. Ten. You only have the opportunity well, to that, that... get that. Extra effect. Well, X spells. Okay, X spells. Yeah. Barring X spells. Barring X spells, you only have the opportunity to trigger that all three abilities with ten specific cards, and one of them is an epic card that you won't be able to do anything for the rest of the game. Oh, and and one's banned in Commander. Sway of the Stars is banned in Commander. Well, no, that actually the epic spell is great because you copy it, which triggers Magecraft. You're correct. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I really want to do that now. Okay, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think this is this is the kind of deck you build for people like us, where we're like, I've seen this like the one mana cantrip, just like oh, opt like faithful yeah. saluting kind of thing. We're just like, oh, I just want to do something a little different. And so then... that that epic card, if you want to build that deck, because that's awesome. It's Eternal Dominion. It's seven blue, blue, blue. A uh, sorcery that costs ten because it was seven blue, blue, blue. It has epics, which means all you're going to do is at your upkeep, you're going to cast this. You cannot cast any force spells. But, luckily, this epic card, search target opponent's library for an artifact, a creature, an enchantment, or a land, and put it into play under your control. So you get to, like, use everyone else's deck to do your bidding. Right, exactly. It's only permanent spells from then on, but... Mm Mm-hmm. And, and this uh, is one of those things that, that was be awesome. made before, like planeswalkers and stuff were a big thing. So, it's uh, right, yeah, yeah, it should just errata it to say permanent spell. Yeah, because this would permanent be sweet card. to like, oh, you have an Ugin the Spirit Dragon. In your yeah, deck? I'll just now slam down that. the Ugin. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I, I think this is one of those things that you, I, I, I really like it because you, you, 
are going to try to build around that five or more thing. I think that could be interesting, at least. Either way, he sucks. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> here's the one that you really want. Uh, this is Veyran, voice of duality. Look, I, I'm the I'm the red. voice of the casual fan here, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, dude, honestly, even in casual, I mean, I've seen our casual group now. There's no way you could get away with playing this thing now. You would get blown the heck up right now if you pl- tried to play in our group. And, and like, had no way to get... Oh, dude, I just... Sounds I like a challenge. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're getting anywhere. All right. The Veyran Voice of Duality, a one blue and a red for a 2-2 Efreet wizard. Love Efreet as a type. Those are awesome. Also, the art on this is... Oh, amazing. Dope. Dude, it's got the... The dueling, the ice and the fire dragon. Yeah. Oh, looks so this in foil, I bet. If oh, it doesn't curl, gorgeous. oh my god! Foil and the extended. <sighs> I love that they made that extended thing with like you know the full art is shown, mm. but like the name is still fine in the in the box. Ah, they just always look better to me. They look so good. So, so this guy is the two two with magecraft. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery, he'll get plus one plus one, but. He also says, if casting or copying a trigger, uh, an instant or sorcery spell, causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control, it'll trigger an additional time. Which means he really gets plus two, plus, plus two, two plus for every two, yeah. instant or sorcery spell. Uh, uh, from the uh, Game Nights, from the Command Zone. Uh, yeah, if you've, you've seen if that you've episode. That? Spoilers yeah. here. Spoilers if you haven't seen the Command Zone episode. I have right. I have already, so you could spoil it. Yeah, this card is is sweet. <laughs> it can just get huge. Just play any one mana draw a card, and, uh, and yeah. yeah, and That's guess it. what? You have a twenty twenty, and they lose. And they lose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, but like, and you drew at, like three cards. And this is what I'm talking about when you compare Zaffy to Veyran. Uh, it's just like, oh, why would you ever play Zaffy? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're playing well, if, you're lo- if you're looking for power level, just like, all right, go, go. Veyran <laughs> seems super sweet. And it, uh, it costs less, <laughs> too. Yeah. It's a three-mana commander, but yeah. Uh, so what's really interesting to me about Veyran is she could be used in a lot of really, really, really cool ways. So you even went over, uh, I'll just bring up one more Command Zone one, because uh, I, I just, you know, it's not something I would have thought of uh, right from the start. But he used Jury N, who says whenever you draw your second card each turn. Or cast your second spell Cast each your turn. second spell each turn and draw a card. So what that means is that with this card, when you cast an instant or sorcery as your second spell, it will trigger Jory N twice. Because casting an instant of sorcery triggered a permanent being Jorian's ability. So it'll yeah. trigger an additional time. I just thought that that was so neat. Which means that there's way more cards in Magic's, the bowels of Magic, that are permanent cards that have a weird effect like that, that will trigger a second time with this guy. Yeah, and also just pointing out Storm. It's just broken. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because he gets plus two, plus two for all of those copies. For all the copies of Storm. So it's just like... Jesus. Yeah, for... this guy's going to be really strong, right? You're afraid to go against this guy. Yeah, th- this is one of those decks that it, after this whole like coronavirus thing is over, sit down at uh, a random play group and someone goes, oh, I'm playing my Veyron deck. I'm just like, uh, all right, this is going to be a it's going to be tough to make a bad Veyron deck, right? If you're just yeah. playing spells, it's going to be good. <laughs> because, yeah, like at the, it, it could be Veyron is the wing con, and you're just like, 
That's it. Oh, man. <laughs> Where it's like, it's just like, guys. And then play any good stuff that has an ability when it triggers with me. Dude, it's, yeah. just, it's just strong. Uh, yeah, it, it's going to be like, guys, we can't let Veyron sit out. <laughs> like, hopefully he plays it on turn three or two so we can kill it and just keep it <laughs> off the board. <laughs> Oh man! All right, let's knock through a few few here. Uh, Dazzling Sphinx, I thought was an interesting one to bring up. This is a three blue blue flying four five Sphinx. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, they exile the top card library until they exile an instant sorcery, and then you get to cast that. I just thought that's that's pretty interesting. I lo- I don't think it's too strong. Uh, you could run into yep. anything, but you, you generally gotta... people play some pretty good spells. Yeah, this is a. Yeah, this is just a good, good all-around card. Yeah, I, I just want to see this one played a lot. I think it's really cool. This is like a very... Isn't it this kind of effect? It's just like, it's very casual. Like, when I was first building yeah. decks, like, this is the thing I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And then when you get better, you're just like, oh, okay, it, it's good. Yeah, you're probably not going to play it, right? Because so it, it doesn't build around a certain strategy, right? It, you're just hoping to hit something cool. Hit something. This is the perfect casual card, and that's why I want this to be stronger. I want people to play this stuff. They never do. They eventually just get into the combo. It, oh, I'm going to combo off with four of my cards. I yeah. want this card to hit people and do cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, it, this is, again, like, like I said, this is like the Sun Titan. This is... This mm-hmm. is so like a Sun Titan thing where it's just like. Except it's worse than Sun Titan because once again, people like building with Sun Titan in mind, right? Because, it works yeah, off of what you're building already. This exactly. is just like, I'll hit something. I don't know. Yeah. Luckily, it doesn't miss, and I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least it doesn't miss. It's not like look at top six, but I, yeah. yeah, this could be. This could be good because you could just it could be hit great. somebody's like. That's what, I love the card. I want to play that card. I think it's great. Um, here's two cards that they printed that I love this. And. and they did it way back in the day in Time Spiral, but now they're, I guess, bringing it back in Commander. The Rousing Refrain and the Inspiring Refrain. The Rousing Refrain, I think, is probably the better of the two. So this is three red red for a sorcery. It'll add red for each card in target opponent's hand. Until end of turn, you don't lose this mana as steps and phases end. And then you're going to exile it with three time counters on it, which means at the end of that third time counter, you're going to cast it again. For free. And you can, yeah, for free. And you're also, and it's going to keep suspending. And you're also, you can also suspend it for just one in the red. You can just get, yeah. it out, get it out there and let it tick down and cast it. Now this, I mean, maybe you won't add too much mana with this, but. I Yeah, I, I like it because it like, yeah, you're playing, I think you're playing this to suspend it on turn two. Yep. And then. And you're hoping to get some good mana out of it. And if you turns. get four mana out of it, that that could be enough just to cast your commander, right? Yep. Like depending on who your commander. I, and I, I I just think it's super sweet. I like this card a lot. I yeah. I don't think it's going to be strong, like <laughs> like you're kind Same. of alluding to, <laughs> and, yeah. and, and our down demeanor. We're like, nah, it's gonna kind of suck, but I, I want like, it to be good. I like that it punishes the. I'm just going to draw a bunch of cards and and sit behind my counter spells. Kind of thing. Although they could just counter this. Do you <laughs> but, think you know. it would be too strong if it had suspend two? Um, I kind of wish it did because I don't think it would be too strong with suspend two. It might not. Yeah, because like it could be that's late every in the game. Thir- that's every third turn <laughs> within commanders. Like every twelfth turn, yeah, maybe it, you're adding between yeah, it, one and seven mana i mean it, and this uh, is kind of like with the uh that the the map card where at the or not the map card the monologue tax where like at the end what if just like the most cards someone has in hand is like 
two or three. A- anytime <laughs> it's cast, right? Because it's yeah. it, it's only cast at specific intervals. I think th- so. This card's super bad when you play it for five, right? Like at that. Yeah. So because at like the most much. really it's going to be seven <laughs> mana so then it like only goes with decks that can manipulate their suspend counters maybe and that doesn't feel too great i could see like building not a deck around it but like i don't know like some if if you suspend this and then someone just has like seven cards in their hand because they cast wheel of fortune or some something like that effect this could be busted and then no, we're going to think this... like Sorry, this is every third turn cycle with suspend three, or is it every fourth? When you remove the last counter, does it get cast? Yes. At the beginning of your upkeep, remove a time counter. When the last is removed, cast it. Okay, so so suspend three is every third turn cycle. So, yeah, suspend three, then on your upkeep, you remove one, so it has two. Second upkeep, you remove the second one, so there's yeah, one left. And the, and the, and the third, third turn, turn removes the last one. So when you the turn you cast it, you're not getting it for another three turns, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I, I just think it should have suspend two. <laughs> I just like, so you're not yeah. getting it the next turn, but you're getting it the turn after, and then you won't get it for the next turn, but you'll get it the turn after. Uh, so maybe that's the, too strong, but... The, the, oh, the, the nice three, thing just, it's, is you can set up your good turns, because like some people, they're just going to keep their four cards in hand because they need to s- destroy something. Um, I don't know that you can set up a good turn, though. You might only be getting two mana out of this thing. <laughs> well, yeah. It, yeah, because, but it is free off the suspend. So yeah. you could be like, well, I know I'm going to get at least, because like someone's tapped out and they have three cards in hand. Like, I, mean, I know I'm so going to at least three mana. At least for this know. one, I'm going to try this in mono red decks, right? I'm going to just try it out and see how it goes, right? Just, just, yeah, I think just see where it goes. The fact that it's, unless it gets countered, it's just constant. And there's really no, like, uh, it's not an enchantment, it. so you can't destroy it. So, like, it could just be, like, oh, well, I'm just going to get a couple mana every every couple turns. But, man, it could just be, like, man, I needed it this turn, and I don't. <laughs> because it has, one, <laughs> it has two suspend counters on it. Uh, so the other one is the inspiring refrain. This is the blue version of it. Four blue blue, suspend three for two blue. It's draw two cards, so it's divination. But it'll yep. come back every third turn. I just think it's so... That's terrible. That one feels really bad. Like, at least the mana, maybe, could do something. Drawing two... I don't, I don't know. Drawing two cards every third turn. Third turn. It's almost like drawing an extra card turn on average. Close, but not quite. It's close, and not... Yeah, not quite. And it can't be destroyed. I... I'm not saying that's nah, good you're right. or bad. But, you, know, it's like... you know what hurts real bad, though, is that you're suspending it for three mana and you got nothing. Yeah, the fact that... <laughs> that feels really bad. And paying six mana to draw two feels really bad. I just... This... It just I agree drawing a card every third turn sounds good. Uh, guess what? You're paying a lot of mana to do that. Well, I think... I think this is the card opposed to the other one that will feel the most powerful in the long game because it's just like you're paying three mana and you could draw 10 cards off this here here's what i'm thinking in a long if you draw this later in the game both of these suck but maybe the red one's better is what i'm saying like turn 10 you're either you're probably paying six mana to draw two or you're paying three mana and waiting three more turns to draw two dude i i I don't think you're ever gonna play these i think yeah i don't think 
I think the only way you're playing these is if you're playing a deck around suspend counters. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what. Yeah, that's what, that's what I brought up. All right, all right. Um, we should we should have maybe it's not cool. spent so I, much time I think on it, these. I think inspiring refrain. <laughs> it could feel broken because like yeah. if someone casts it on turn three and then they're just going to draw like 10 12 cards off of their three mana spell all right. that could feel bad but like whatever all right i'll switch up the order because i'll end with the last two commanders actually because i, I okay. want to group them kind of together so the next one we'll go over is the sly instigator i love him this, this is three the blue so for two four <laughs> human wizard who has a, a tap ability blue and a tap until your next turn Target creature an opponent controls can't be blocked, and it's goaded. <laughs> and awesome. goad and goad is uh, until your next turn. That creature has to attack and not attack you. <laughs> so, I love it. Uh, and the, it, this the, is just the a flavor total text. troll card, though, isn't it? Like, yeah. I don't know. It, especially the flavor text. Me, I'm just an innocent bystander. Oh, I didn't even see the flavor text. It's not printed on the card that I can uh, see with its preview. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe they edited it. Okay. Edited it. Yeah. Um, I love it. I'm on Mythic Spoiler and I see that. But okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm not. This is just one of those cards that, like, it doesn't really have a theme <laughs> really associated with it. No, I, I don't know how often you're going to play this card, honestly. I think you're going to play this if you're in a group of your friends. And <laughs> I agree. Just, this is, a card, this is a card I want to see, right? I just... Yeah. Like, you also can't feel too bad to be the guy that got goaded. You're still attacking, and the guy can't even block anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> this feels Exactly. And, and so if you go to creature and it's one-on-one, that means that creature attacks you. Just so, <laughs> just so everyone knows. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. So uh, it doesn't do anything late game, so it's kind of bad. Yeah, it's saying because now you just made their creature unblockable and it can hit you. (laughs) It can hit you, yeah. But man, so it's it's not a great card. It's not a great card, but fun. It's it's a pretty funny, but fun. All right, the next one is a storm card. So speaking about how broken storm is, here here's a storm one they printed (laughs) for the commander set. Uh, It's it's fiery encore for four and red sorcery. Discard a card, then draw a card. When you discard a non land card this way, so just non land. Uh, it will deal damage equal to that card's mana value to target creature or planeswalker. Oof. Here, here's what I already know. This is going straight into that stupid excess damage deck. Not excited for that. <laughs> yeah. It's... It, this, this is interesting. A 5-mana Storm card is just so, so much worse than a 2-mana Storm card. That's true. Um, That's true. Because right? Cause it, it takes a lot to, to play. Now, yeah. Storm, remind me, it counts other people's spells or only your own? Uh, other people's spells. It counts every spell cast in a turn, right? Mm-hmm. Which sorcery speed so that right. doesn't help you too much, right? I'm just thinking like, yeah. Yeah, so people could cast stuff on your turn and then it adds some it, Storm yeah, counts to exactly. it. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, you know, but this this card, it could still just, you know, I play my favorite card ever, right, with... with Stuffy doll and Brash Taunter. Yeah. You play this, you can kill someone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, worst like the worst case is, I mean, the worst case is that this is the last card in your hand. <laughs> so and you're just uh, yeah, and you're just and you dealing just some damage card. to creatures and planeswalkers. Oh, oh, if it's like the only card you have, there's yeah, no storm yeah. to it. There's no storm. You just draw a card. But like, you're just realistically, realistically, you cast like. Uh, a faithless looting and then this so you get to do it twice and you draw and discard a bunch of cards i think 
So overall, we're not like too worried about this storm card, right? We're just yeah, like, this is worried. cool. This is a cool. Yeah. This is a cool storm card. It's pretty That's cool. Good. Yeah. All right. Here's here's the uh, Prismari's version of their technique. Their demonstrate card is four and a red for creative technique, sorcery. Shuffle your library, then reveal cards from the top of it until you reveal a non-land card. Exile that card, and then put the rest on bottom of your library in any order. You may cast the exile card without paying its mana cost, so you do get to just cast that card. So this could get two cards off the top of your library, and someone else's. It's like everyone cascades, basically, but it can cascade into any mana. Yes, and I don't know why it doesn't say shuffle your library, then cascade. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So, oh, well, shuffling makes it so you can't see the top of your library. Yeah, which is you're good. You're going to get something random. Oh, I love yeah, this. This is oh, great. Yeah. So, good. actually, this one's super powerful, too. But it's not powerful in the white, which can, like, solve things. This is just, like, let's see what happens. Yeah, this is, like, a very chaos e deck. I love. I do like this card though. <laughs> yeah, and and with these Magecraft commanders, like you're getting a lot. Two triggers off of the Magecraft, well, and then you cast the. Oh, two so spells. you can get four triggers. Yeah. off of Vayran. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> cast Vayran. it. You actually. Oh, five. only if it's a sorcery or an instant, right? Well, it's it's five because you cast the spell, you copy it, and an opponent's copying, right? Uh yeah, but oh, no, that's opponent not, that, also copies tr- Magecraft triggers. Yeah, that's only not Magecraft, and only Magecraft will trigger off of instant and sorcery. So creative technique has to be fine because it finds just a non land card. A non land card, yeah. So, so it so could it's... find a permanent, and then it wouldn't count as a uh... right. Oh, still, this card's awesome. So here's 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 why it's so good too. Again, even in the arch, you know, a lot of games end up with an arch enemy that we can all admit it always mm-hmm. ends up that way because it's just how commander works. This means you get two things out of your deck and you can help someone else find something. Who knows what the board state looks after after like three different permanent cards hit the battlefield or or well three different non-land spells are cast that hopefully wouldn't aren't targeting you. I yeah, like this card. I think this card is sweet. And like the low end is that you you just get like another mana rock when you don't need it or something but yeah yeah it's just, this is another one of those it's kind of like sly investigator i think it's just it's a fun card yeah next one a win card surge to victory four red red for a sorcery exile target instant or sorcery from a graveyard creatures you control get plus x plus o where x is that card's mana value and then Whenever a creature you controls deal combat damage to a player this turn, copy that card. And you can play, you may cast that copy without paying its mana cost. So Jesus for every Christ. creature that hits, you're, so you, you know what I thought of when I, when I saw this card? Hmm. The Dragon's Approach deck. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got it, boys. <laughs> I will cast three, 40 copies of Dra- Dragon's Approach by hitting you. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> uh, but this card feels like it's going to win. Like, every time you play it. Yep. <laughs> as long as you have creatures to hit people, you're yeah. going to win. This is like over uh, or overrun or something. You could, you just have like, oh, I have It's three. just so annoying that you don't have to like, it doesn't matter like it's only you know what i mean like the better mana value cards in your graveyard so like the stronger the card is 
is just this your creatures are only getting that much stronger and you only get to cast more of the strongest card. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like the eight mana spell not only gives all your creatures plus eight plus oh, but you also get to cast that many eight mana spells. Yeah, this is very like, yeah, you exile a, a, a eight mana spell. So you give all your creatures plus eight plus eight and then that guy is dead who you attacked. <laughs> and yeah, then you already cast your... from, oh my God. Uh, yeah. This, this is... just feels like they should have also been like pay X, you know, so that like it can limit the, like, yeah. like maybe auto, like cost three red red or, or two or, red red. Or maybe you... X red red and the, where the X is the CMC where X of the is, card. is the CMC of the card. Right. Um, so that like you're actually paying at least once for the card. Yeah. <laughs> Th- this is what, this is the kind of card that someone goes like surge to victory and everyone goes, ah, you got us. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm going to go do some <laughs> cool things right now. So I like the card because it does actually a pretty unique thing. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to cast like a bunch of copies of something, but yeah, it's just going to win. <laughs> it's like the, yeah, it's... the real effect of the card is just, Okay, I win. Is, I win? Oh, okay. man. All right, here's a card that I think is interesting. Reinterpret two, a blue, and a red for counter-target spell, and then you can cast a spell with equal or lesser mana value from your hand without paying it. So if you counter a six, you could play something six or less. I love also this art. It's pretty sweet. It is cool art. I, like I don't think it's a good card, though. Uh, Yeah. I say that great. for a very specific reason. This exists already. Like when this was printed, I, I feel like a lot of people were like, "Oh my god, this is gonna like will this win a bunch?" Of... This exists. It's called Counter Lash. It's four blue blue, but it could be played in more decks, and it does the same thing. But also, there's no you could just play any card from your hand. Yeah, yeah you counter exactly. any spell, and then you play any card. And guess and what? There's... I've never seen it in a single game. I tried it. And it and, wasn't good. <laughs> and there, there's, there's also a bunch of counter spells like the one that gives you treasures equal to the CMC of the card yeah. you counter, which is probably just better than this. Yeah, and then this card blows. There's also uh, the blue, blue, green, green one, plasm capture that gives you mana. Yep. Let you <laughs> equal to yeah. It's like so just it, not good. It, it, because a lot of times you're countering the two mana spell that's killing your commander. Yeah. Like, that's the thing you're doing. And then it's like, I don't have any uh, two or one mana spells in my hand, so I can't do anything. <laughs> because the counter the counter spell, it's it's so hard to set up anything other than reacting to the spell you're counting. Yeah. Counter spells are tough, right? I mean, they're, they're, that's a hard archetype to play in Commander, specifically. Mm-hmm. It's a very hard thing to play. Because you're trying to play, like, you're, you're almost playing Kingmaker, right? You're almost setting yourself up to not win. You're just trying to stop the really yeah. most powerful thing, and it feels hard. bad when and, you're in a counterspell deck, especially when somebody has a bead on the fact that you have a counterspell because they can like yeah. just hold the spell in their hand. Yeah, I mean, not just... that counterspells aren't good; they can be great. Sure, um, it just feels I... better to play the counterspells that are protecting your own things, right? Where you're like, right. "Hey, you tried to mess with me, so ha ha ha!" It feels bad to, play to be the guy counterspell. Now, but like that being said. It does do something else other than that. Like, I mean, it, hopefully, no. So it kind of hopefully. doesn't. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's, it's super be- conditional. But is it better than let's say like uh, let's take a very basic one like the uh, one blue blue counter target spell surveil one or scry one? Like, oh yeah, okay. Just so like, so some menial effect you're saying? 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's like, I just feel like, yeah, you're going to play that over this, dude. It costs three. All those cost three. Cost three, this yeah, and counterspells. <laughs> the cheaper is The a... cheaper. I, I just tell you, just, there's not many spaces for this card to, to really shine. Yeah, because you might have like a one man like opt or something. I mean, who played? And this opt can only go card, into but... red blue decks or higher. So yeah, it yeah. it might be one of those things that like if it's cheap and you want some cool other counter spell effects, it will it will do something at some point. But yeah. you should never plan on doing anything with this yeah. other than just countering the spell. Here's a card I think is going to pop up in specific decks. Uh, so I think it's a great printing. Uh, it's three mana for elementalist palette. Whenever you cast a spell with X in its mana cost, put two charge counters on it. It taps for one mana of any color, and it also taps for colorless for each charge counter on the palette. So if you cast three X spells while this is out, it could tap for six mana now. Yeah. Uh, only to pay, only to pay for things with X. So it goes in any of the X matters decks. Yeah, yeah. This, so this we're going like... to see this card. You're gonna see this card. Any there's the yeah, Hydra decks, the the Spell Slinger decks that yeah. Decks. There's the one. Yeah, uh, there's there's a bunch of them. Your Vile Smasher deck. Vile Smasher deck. Yeah, this is definitely going that one. Yeah, you'll. Yeah, this is just one of those things. Like, oh yeah, I'll put this in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know if you want this card, right? I mean, yeah. it's it's not too much to talk about besides that. All right. Finally, we're gonna talk about the other two commanders out of this deck. So one's red, one's blue. Right? They're monocolored. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's go over the blue one first. Octavia, the Living Thesis. I love its name. I love everything about it. Eight blue, blue <laughs> for an eight, eight elemental octopus. I'm still in. I'm still super. Oh, I'm in. so into this. <laughs> <laughs> this spell because I I used to pl- I actually had a Lorthos deck. Oh, <laughs> point, I had a Lorthos the Tidemaker deck. Who I loved. Uh, this spell costs eight less to cast if you have eight or more instant or sorcery spells in your graveyard. Uh, possible to do. Tough, tough. It's so it's it's just so easy to do. <laughs> Eight, eight's a lot. You're talking. You're talking. I mean, in mono blue. So you you have to wave had a way to mill yourself maybe, and then yeah, you could get there pretty easily. I, I think yeah. There's there's so many just like like one mana cantrips. What's the what what turn do you think then? This costs two mana. At what turn in commander? I would say at least turn five. Yeah. Okay. Which mm-hmm. so at turn five you're getting an eight eight, which is actually pretty strong. Which is really good. With, yeah, with, continue reading the card. Yeah, and... continue reading the card. So an eight eight with ward eight, which we talked about in our last episode, basically hexproof. Basically hexproof. To target this thing, you have to pay eight more mana than that spell costs to target it. It also has magecraft. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery, target creature has base power eight eight. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. I know, and and so basically, you wouldn't want to cast this when you only have two mana anyway, because you want to like have stuff cast out. this, then have mana up to cast something else to get get to get some eight eights attacking. Yeah. This could be a cool deck, dude. <laughs> this could be a this cool could deck. be so sweet. This could Use be a really cool mono blue deck that actually plays very aggressive, right? This seems like a super aggressive blue card. You're trying to attack with eight eights with this card. Is what you're trying yeah. to do. And there's all there's like so many cool creatures that are like, ah, oh, this has a cool ability, uh, but it's a one three. <laughs> so I don't I, You can make them eight eights, yeah. Yeah, true. The cards is to say when it hits, 
draw cards equal draw, to its power. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, you can oh. make them an 8-8. Eight, eight. Yeah, uh, this is going to be strong. I definitely want to see some Octavia decks. I think they're going to be awesome. I like this card a lot. Uh, and then the red card. I haven't mentioned my Dark Horse, and that's because this one is my Dark Horse. Uh, even though it's a commander. This is Rionia, the Fire Dancer. A three red red for a three four human wizard. At the beginning, Vanilla, that's it. Just yeah, that's it. <laughs> and that's my dark horse. Yeah, it's so good. No, it's of course, great. it has a full box of text. Uh, at the beginning of combat on your turn, create X tokens that are copies of another target creature you control, where X is one plus the number of instant or sorcery cards you cast this turn. They gain haste. Exile them at the beginning of the next end step. I, oh, this is going to be this so This also explosive. seems so sweet. <laughs> this is, dude, this card's so sweet. This is going to be so explosive. Yeah. Oh, man. Beam Combinator. Yeah, just create like three tokens of just like a sweet dragon. <laughs> I just like in my mind, here's what you do, right? You like the turn before, this does require a bit of a setup. But the turn before, what you're going to do is play, like, the Combustion Gear Hulk, right? Get a nice, nice solid effect out of him. Okay, the next turn, you're going to cast, like, Mana Geyser into Seething Song, into Jessica's Will, into Rionia, and make four Combustible Gear Hulks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, man. And just annihilate everyone. Oh, it's man, just yeah. so powerful. And I think like... this is a card that could go in 99s and you don't realize it oh yeah yeah this could easily be something yeah like you said could be a commander this could also be just like a good so this is i I say this is a surprise 99 because you don't need to play instant or sorcery spells to make this card good this card says this is kiki jiki right this card says when it comes into play on combat you don't even have to tap them or nothing on your combat you're gonna get at least one you get token one of any creature you control. <laughs> I tell you, this card's going to be kind of busted in like just out of nowhere. Yeah, it's like there's just some really, really good like Blightsteel. Is Blightsteel legendary? I don't think it's legendary. It's not legendary. You can have two Blightsteels. You have three oh. Blightsteels. You got four Blightsteels <laughs> because it's, you just have four Blightsteels attacking. Yeah, like Udvara Hellkite, <laughs> just like attack and create more. Man, uh, I just think this is so powerful. That effect, the fact that it comes down and it's almost, you know, it doesn't need haste or anything. It doesn't need I, to attack. It just I do. triggers. I do love that. So that way, uh, yeah. Because since it costs five, like you want to play this on turn four or five, and it doesn't like you don't feel bad by playing. Be like, oh, now I'm gonna. I have four instant sorcerers I could play in my hand. Oh, it's dead. Be someone board wipes. Oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> now I have to wait for three more turns Pretty to cast sweet. my commander. So but I just think just that's my. This is my it. dark horse for the deck because I just think it's more powerful than people realize. Uh, maybe maybe they realize it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I have to vote Dark Horse somewhere, and this was mine. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. Notable reprints. Not many in this deck. <laughs> you have Blasphemous Act, which is a staple. It's a deal 13 everything. Pyromancer's Goggles. Actually, super sweet reprint, right? Five mm-hmm. mana for a mana rock that only taps for red. But it copies an instant or sorcery when you cast it. Yeah, it, it's just a staple for any instant sorcery. Yeah, so super sweet. And then I put Mana Guys around here. They have Seedling Song, too. They have a lot of the, you know... They should have put, like, Jessica's Will again, because that card apparently is getting super popular, and 
-hmm. I guess it doesn't fit the theme, which is why you wouldn't obviously print it. And probably this deck was made before that card knew they were popular, you know? Yeah, maybe. Uh, But it should have gone in this deck. All right, so that's that's it for Prismari. What do you give this deck? Uh, I... It's different, because I... It has some really interesting cards, and, like, this is classically, like, oh, my God, Varen's so powerful. It's just <laughs> oppressive to everybody in my playgroup. How do you not give this, like, the best grade out of anything? But um, some of the other cards are just, like, like the refrain thing. It's just, like, eh, I don't know. So I'll, I'll give this, like, a C+. I'm going to give it a C-. minus. Uh, I I agree with all your points, and I and I also just say, I mean, this is the deck you look at, and I just go, man, am I only buying singles from this thing? I'll buy Surge yeah. of Victory if I need that as a win con that I want to use. I'll buy the Fire Dancer if I think she's going to be powerful, and I do. I think she's awesome. I don't even think I'm gonna, and maybe Octavia if I want to make a deck out of Octavia. That's a sweet mono blue thing. The refrains I want to try, but I don't think are going to be good or show up anywhere. I'm not interested in Veyran, obviously, is super powerful. If you're going to do right. Veyran, that's yeah. going to be powerful. It, but besides I, I, that, you don't need to buy this deck to play with Veyran. Just buy Veyran and play Veyran. all different cards. You're not going to play anything out of this deck for Veyran. I, I think you I think you nailed it. This is the card. This is the deck where you're like, oh, this is cool. I'm going to buy four of these cards. Yeah, <laughs> and that, just and pick it. out the specific cards you want from this deck because there's nothing really worth in here. So, yeah, I'm probably going to end up buying Rionia. Maybe nothing else. <laughs> I just, because she's my dark horse, and I want her, but I, I don't think I'm even going to pick up a single one of these cards. So that's where I land with them. All right, next, we will look into the Quandrix. These, these are the math majors, those nerds. <laughs> this, is, this is me. <laughs> this is Eric and basically everyone else I knew in college. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all those physics majors. We we knew the entire physics department <laughs> was our friend group. <laughs> yeah, that was basically That's it. That's saying something. <laughs> there were what, yeah. six of you? <laughs> yeah, there there was a couple more, but we were the only ones who mattered, let's be <laughs> Was there? I thought there was like six. It was like the full yeah, there were six of us, and there was one other person. Uh, we and we weren't super close with her. Interesting. But, okay, yeah. so seven. It, told, there were seven members of physics of, of our of our year. class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of our class. There were at the beginning like I twenty. Mean, that's saying something, right? Because my my major, we had four hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I didn't know. I didn't know any of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, starting with off with Condrix. I guess we should we should go over the the main commanders. I don't know why I yeah. didn't like include them. I I didn't. You know why I didn't include them? I was so I over them. I, I was know. just like I was like so mad that this card was printed. I was just like, I hate life. So this is two a green and a blue. For a 2-2 Merfolk Wizard with Ward 2, which is fine. But it says, if one or more tokens would be created under your control, twice that much. <laughs> Remember how I Ugh. said I wanted to create a card where we can only do one token a turn? Yeah, it, so the, the card we're talking about is, is Adrix and Nev Twin Casters. The twin Casters, the, um, the head of the Quandrix Command. They, Wizards sometimes can't help themselves over printing uh, boring yet broken effects it's just like, like you know there's a reason funny? why there's a reason why uh parallel lives is now like 50 60 dollars when that was like a five dollar <laughs> card a couple weeks ago is this effect it's not just creature tokens any token yeah 
which in in Simic doesn't really come up a whole lot. But like, just as a commander, like, come on. So they they have solidified Simic being the deck you play when you are a new player, right? Because when you're a new player, playing with super powerful abilities not only gets you into the game, but it alleviates the pressure of playing really poorly because you're new. Yeah. Every one of these Simic effects are so strong. It doesn't matter who you are or how bad you are. Your cards just say, do everything you're supposed to do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. These these kind of cards, they... They say you do your thing. Yeah, exactly. As fast and it's and all going to be times. twice as strong and, and you're going to be fine. This is it. You want to play your card that makes 15 plant tokens? Well, that makes 30. You want to put <laughs> plus one counters? Oh, now there's 80 counters on all of them. Attack and win. And we're not, we're not, oh. if you, if you think that's fun, go for it. But this is just another one of those things that's just like, as a commander, we're like, come on, <laughs> we're just we're just sick of it because this one's so annoying. This is it's such a powerful effect, and it giving ward two. At least it doesn't have hex proof. Thank God, um, right? Well, ward two is fine. I'm okay with that. I'm not okay with the doubling tokens. Yeah, it every token, every to- whenever one or more tokens would be created, twice that many are made. Inside. Everything. That's and obnoxious. These abilities stack with each other, so it's Ugh. with parallel lives and doubling season. Oh, well, I just, just like, imagine playing double major with this card, and then you get yeah. quadruple all your token, and you already get two. No, you don't get because he's not on the battlefield, right? So you don't get two tokens of him because double major uh, makes a token. Correct. It, yeah, well, yeah, double major, but is it's when it, you cast ca- it. Yeah, yeah. So you have yeah. to with holding priority with. Your commander on the stack, you target it with double major. And then but if you play double major, uh, when this card's out, you'll get two of... You'll get four. You'll get, is it three. Wait, you'll get three. Is... <laughs> you'll get three. Sorry. <laughs> Quandrix. Math is hard. Uh, because... <laughs> well, so... are you, Yeah, so you'll get... Double major gives you just one token, right? So you'll get two instead? So you get two instead. All right, okay, okay. Am I, am I wrong? I, I could no, wrong. you're wrong. Dude, I don't know. That's why it's already hard. <laughs> I'm like, you get four, you get three, you get two. I don't know. You get a lot. You get too many tokens, and it's too annoying, and I'm yeah. annoyed and tired of this effect. And yeah, Blizzards, this, this is... na- Blizzard. uh, <laughs> Wizards, make the card now that says you can only make one token a turn to shut this deck the heck out and every other deck that does this, because every deck does this. Yeah, and this is just a um, the, the only the the most annoying thing is the only thing keeping this back was that there wasn't a commander that really leaned into mm. it. There's the commanders that make tokens. There's commanders that make your tokens bigger, unblockable, and stuff. But the saving grace for these kinds of decks was that oh well, we just have to kill parallel lives or doubling season when it comes out. Yeah. But now it's on a commander, and you're just like, Ugh. it's like oh man, like ba- basically if you play this expect to get ganged up on <laughs> um yeah but anyway yeah, enough, he's enough so hating on that card i mean Let's unless you're Let's... playing the pre-con right because pre-cons are generally at a good power level for groups right i feel like you could safely play this i feel like if you're gonna play this as your commander play the pre-con deck and do nothing else <laughs> or people will kill you <laughs> yeah and, and there, there's a bunch like veyran the same thing if someone if, yeah. if someone comes up with Veyron or Andrix and Nev, 
I'm just be like, huh, sorry, man. I'm gonna, sorry, man. If, but if all the commanders are out here and I have one spell, if I have Doomblade, probably gonna target your guy. All right. Anyways, there are cool cards in this deck, though. Let's go over some. This all is right. super powerful, and that's why we're complaining about it. Yeah, yes, it's, it's really, it, and it's just generically powerful. Like, it's just yeah. over the top. All right. And, so this is, uh, well, do you want to? Oh, are we going to the next one? Yeah, just going into the cards. Unless you had more to say about the... Well, Age Essex, uh, Frac- Fractal... Oh, Bones, okay, you want to go into the next commander that they had printed. Yeah, I guess we should have had a, a more structure. Yeah, whatever. Let's go into whatever. Essex then. Yeah, Essex Fractal Bloom is the other one. I love his name. It Four, a green, and a blue for a 4-4 four, four flyer. Fractal. I love that Fractal creature. is just its creature. It's not like elemental... I do love Or that. whatever, right. it's just... All it is is like a. I can't a, hate that, and I like a fractal. Is just like a mathematical like concept. <laughs> so having a, a creature that's just a cut. That's just a. I can't hate it for that, but I can hate it for what it says. It says the first time you would create one or more tokens during each of your turns, you may instead choose a creature other than Essex Fractal Bloom and create that many tokens that are copies of that creature so it's any creature it's not you control it's any creature yeah it's this at at least is a little more interesting (laughs) than adrix and nev but what i have to say is (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just one of those things that like it yeah at least at at least this is interesting (laughs) but it's super powerful the fact that it's cost six, um, and you have to do something else to it that requires mana, which is create tokens. Some, sometimes it requires mana. Um, it does help balance the power level a little bit, but like, man. <laughs> Dude, I just know uh, there's cards in these colors that are going to say, create 20 tokens. And then you could just be like, well, I'll create 20 of this. Yeah. Because it like, could be any card. It's just the first time you're going to create tokens. It could be anything. Yep. It could be any card. Doesn't have to be a creature. Doesn't have to be anything. It just has to be a card that creates tokens. And yeah, it's like, just gonna make creatures a ton of them. And, and the it, best and the best one on the battlefield. <laughs> and in like, green, like there's a land that creates a zero one plant token. So <laughs> just, it could now, be that card. It could be that card, and that could make a blight steel. Yeah, like, exactly. Really. That could make a blight steal. That could make a Deluvian primordial that flashes back. Three, I like how Blightsteel is our base of like our annoying card on the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It is because it is it's like when you think of these things, like that's what you have to right, sure, think sure. about. It's well, because like that is like level. what? That's an indestructible infect card that kills anyone on one hit, right? Yeah, I mean, indestructible infect trample. Right, twelve twelve permanent card. <laughs> so yeah, of course you're gonna yeah. And and someone <laughs> like every game we ever play, so we have to be annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I know he listens, so we're going to get him on that Shout one. Shout out to Pat. Um, I, yeah, We'll have him as a guest one of these days. One of these days. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll come out to defend himself, but until then, <laughs> he has to hear us make fun of him. He can't defend himself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the next card, Oversimplify. My favorite card in the deck. Oh, okay. okay Finally because... one I absolutely <laughs> love. I was like, I don't know why, but I just love this card. Oh, this card is incredible. So, this is three, a green, and a blue for a sorcery. Exile all creatures. Each play... So, they made... This is the first board wipe in blue-green. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it does have a different effect. Sorry. But so far, if it just Exile. said that, 
I'd probably hate the card because that'd be <laughs> so strong. But each player then creates a zero zero green and blue fractal and puts a number of plus one plus one counters on it equal to the total power of creatures they controlled that were exiled. It's just such, it's so, so cool. Everyone's it's... gonna get a big beefy guy, and the one who had, you know, a million creatures is gonna get the beefiest of fractals. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very, like, getting all your creatures exiled sucks, but if you had the biggest board, you still have the biggest board at the end of it. Right, you still have the biggest creature. Right, I, I feel like, so board wipes are gonna happen in Commander, right? I mean, yeah, so, yeah, so you have to happen. expect it, yes. Wow, that sucks. Uh, but listen, you're left yeah. with now a fractal, a big old fractal. A big so old I fractal. think this is like my favorite of all the of all of the destroy like get rid of everything effects. I just I love this card. Now I, I wish I could play it in more decks than green blue. Yeah, this is this is like a really sweet ability. I will say it's also extremely dangerous to you if you don't have the biggest board, because think about this. Let's say there's four people. Uh, I cast it. I have the the lowest amount like you can just die next turn because someone attacks you with their with their 25 25 you're just like oh man i only have 30 life left i'm gonna block and somebody else is like well we i have a 16 16 and you have an 18 18 we can just kill them right now i don't know that it warrants just because you were the one that swept the board i don't know that it warrants all that hate right yeah it might not, but it's one of those things that, that all of a sudden because also it's a thing so i think one thing we have to you know, really try and coach the community into is at every point in the game, you got to be thinking about the, you know, the threat levels, right? And yeah, after I, a card like this is cast, everyone is basically at, complete, yeah, yeah. It, we're almost at parity changes. again. Like, I don't care that that guy had 40 power on board. Yes, he now has a 40-40, but that's all he has now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that, think that of can it be... Now, doesn't have any activate abilities it can be bounced it can be uh, yeah i think yeah and that, because you're the one casting oversimplify again i almost like like so that guy that has the 40 40 technically is still the threat you're not the threat because you cast the card you only have a 13 13 and everyone else has probably lower you know the same one guy still is a 40 40 he's still the threat technically he's the yeah. one that can attack because he has the big guy yeah and this is also it's interesting I because usually how board wipes work, you know, is that I have nothing left and you have a lot of creatures. I'm going to play my board wipe and now we're even. But yeah. if I don't have any creatures and you have lethal power on board, you still have lethal power on board and I right. don't. So it, it it's just an interesting take on a board wipe. Yeah, I think it adds a little bit more to the whole game state, adds a little more thought process and who don't, maybe you have a land that gives your uh, creature unblockable, so you play this on purpose to, to make your creature right. unblockable, and then uh, and then you just swing in for lethal because you wiping one creature might be better than a lot of creatures. So, still though, favorite card in the deck. I did not uh, list it as so my dark cool. horse. This not. is this is also I, this is my second favorite card in the deck. Okay, this is my first favorite card. I did not list it as my dark horse, but. I think because it's so like I think everyone knows it's powerful. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, this yeah. is just clearly like okay, the first board wipe in green blue. Like so there's a reason it's not my dark horse. It would be because it's my favorite card, but yeah, I mean it's it's obviously good. Next card, the geometric nexus. 
a artifact for two mana. Whenever a player casts an instant or sorcery spell, put a number of charge counters on this nexus equal to that mana value. Then you may pay six and tap it and remove all of the charge counters from it to create a zero zero fractal. You put uh, one plus one plus one counters for each charge counter removed. So you can make some big beefy guys for just spells that people are casting. This is so good. <laughs> this is a good card. Like, six mana is a lot, though. Let's say that. Six mana six is a lot. Six mana is a lot. Six mana is a lot. So, I mean, you're going to play this probably on turn two early on in the game when nothing's happening. You're just going to let it build up charges, right? You're just going to let it build, 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 build. And then you're probably, for six mana, you're probably going to make a, like, a what, 20-20? You're probably somewhere around there. Yeah, it, it's going to become huge. So um, not much else is happening there, though, right? I mean, I, I, yeah, this isn't a great card. I, but importantly, it's whenever any player... So you don't yeah. have to put this in an instant sorcerer card deck. You can put this in an artifact deck, and it might yeah. just get there. And, uh, yeah, I think once it gets to round 10, that's when you're like, okay, this is this is close to being worth it. At instant speed, just tap at the uh, when you're about to take your turn, create a 10-10 untap and let it build back up charge counters is usually the way they're they're going to get rid of a big creature is by the instant or sorcery yeah so get something <clears throat> back and a lot of times just having an instant speed way to make a creature is pretty big six mana like you said is still kind of a lot i have a super random interaction with this card that i, that I want to shout out to the community because i want someone to build this deck get <laughs> Because this is a super random, casual, no way it's going to freaking happen in the universe Commander WinCon that I want to win. In Happily Ever After, if you've ever heard of the card. Oh boy. So it requires you to have a permanent of every color. Uh, so with this card, you could put Geometric Nexus in any deck. It's colorless. But it creates a green and blue permanent. Which means in a Naya deck, you can, or not even Naya, what's the opposite of uh, Mardu. green and blue? What's that? Mardu. Mardu. In a Mardu deck, you can play Happily Ever After and win by having a permanent of the three Mardu colors and then create a token with Geometric Nexus and then win with Happily Ever After because you made a creature of every color. But it better be your only win con. <laughs> I just want it to happen so bad. But of course, my mind goes to that, right? Like I see yeah, this yeah. card, and I'm like, oh, a colorless way to create Ooh. a green and blue. <laughs> like, who is thinking Got that? There. Not, not a single person in all of... Guys, this is how far I've gone in Commander. I care not about anything real. <laughs> I am looking for that super in the dark thing that no one cares about. Alright, the next card's a pretty cool one. Paradox Zone. Four and a green for an enchantment. Paradox Zone enters with a growth counter on it. At the beginning of your end step, double the number of growth counters on it. So you'll go to two. Because <laughs> you started with one. <laughs> then, create a zero, zero green and blue fractal token and put X counters on it where X is number of growth counters. So you'll make two, and then you'll make a four, four, and then you'll make an eight, eight, so on and so forth. Each turn. That, Each at the step. end of your turn. Which, so, which is, is a little worse, right? A little worse than upkeep, maybe. No, maybe not. Maybe this is better. So, because you're making a blocker you, right away. You're making a blocker right away. Um, and, yeah. This I is a sweet so. card. And, it, and it, it ha it, it's like it has haste because you're making it at the end of the turn. 
And I mean, um, dude, as soon as you're at like what four growth counters, this is a must remove, right? It just gets stupid after that. Yeah, because as soon as you get, you know, up there, like sixteen counters. Yeah. Now it's like, well, I have only one, you know, I have an assassin's trophy. I mean, but do I want to kill the paradox zone because I have to, or do you I kill the sixteen sixteen? It's like, oh, so this is clearly a good card because it's a must remove. Like this can sit out there for exactly two to three turns. After that, it gets dumb. Yeah, it gets huge. And for five mana, if if, if this thing five mana and it lasts more than three turns, oh man, yeah, that's annoying. Yeah, this is this is one of those cards that if you b- are building like a token deck, you're probably see it still include. it still works with my you can only create one token turn right. <laughs> yeah exactly guys just print that card i swear it should just be there because like it it's so funny how little it really destroys everything but how important that effect is <laughs> for like keeping games okay right now i swear every commander game i play right now is is one person saying i'm gonna create 40 billion tokens i win and i'm like cool <laughs> I, I, this is every game i play now and i'm just like all right <laughs> yeah this is what every deck does that every deck has resorted to i'm gonna make 50 billion tokens it's a I'm very gonna... you and you bring bring up a good point because that that is gonna happen like it token is. decks are extremely powerful and, but, and it's there's... not just creatures like i have to keep telling people this too it's like dude we're talking treasure tokens. We're talking just tokens of anything. I create uh, everything. Everything makes tokens now. Orvar has token lands. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's Land like, tokens. Things are getting insane, man. Back in my day, we made separately tokens and we liked it. Yeah, we had spark counters. <laughs> now there's cloud post tokens everywhere making 500 mana a turn. Come on. Oh my god, am I a magic boomer here? All right. <laughs> the next card, Fractal Harness. I like all the fractal stuff. I mean, that's all right. I like the flavor there. Yeah. X2 and a green for an artifact equipment. When it enters, it enters creating an X 1-1, uh, you know, an X fractal token. So you, you can create, you could pay any amount of mana to make that big of a creature, basically. You could pay zero. Mm-hmm. And it comes in with a zero zero, which will die. So you could just pay three and make actually get a death trigger, which is pretty interesting, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that is a good point because it does cost like X two green. But do you really want to pay it just for three for the second effect? Uh, it pretty right. much has to cost four, right? So the, at, at three mana, all you get is a death trigger and an equip two equipment that says whenever equip creature attacks, double the number of plus one plus one counters, which so I'm thinking I'd like this card in green because there's a lot of green black decks that care about this that also care about death triggers. So this card could be seen in a in a couple couple different decks. So that's yeah, cool. and it and it has equip cost too, um, yep. and it it auto equips to the fractal. Auto equips to the fractal when you play it, which is pretty so, sweet. Yeah, which will then double the counters whenever it attacks. It's it, so this is a cool card. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Let's think. So uh, it costs three mana. And then would you want it to be like a 4-4? Four, four? So does it cost 7 to create a 4-4 four, four that has to... No, well, you don't have to, right? You could pay 5 to make a 2-2 two, two that when no, it no, attacks, I, it yeah, becomes but, a 4-4. Four, four. Right, so okay, 5 mana for a 4-4. Four, four, when it attacks, when which it I think attacks. is fine. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's what you but want. I, I was, I and then when that the creature way. dies because it's not going to last forever, you equip it for 2 and double plus 1, plus 1 counters on something? Yeah. 
I think that uh, affects super strong. I mean, there's so many things now that have plus one plus one counters on it that that I think that is that. the effect that you're that you really care about. It does create a creature. I, I was trying to figure out where on the curve this is like the the best. Dude, again, I almost say play it for three, get a death trigger off of it, and then have it as an equipment that like doubles. Yeah, it, on it is a it is it is a good to keep that in mind. Right. I mean, so think of it as just a normal equipment. That that that's just a death trigger that comes out of nowhere. This could have just been an equipment that says whenever an equipped creature attacks, double the number of plus one plus one counters on it, and people would still be like, "That's awesome." I'm just giving you like, hey, yeah, listen, it, it has Sounds an added effect. <laughs> yeah, it's like this. Sounds pretty good to me. Gar can be good. It might be the dark horse there. I don't know. All right, we'll go into the technique now of this deck. Uh, which is the blue one. And honestly, I... Oh, this one. Three guesses to see what it does. Yeah, right? <laughs> Fucking A. All right. Four and a blue. Luckily, it's a, a decent mana. Ah, that's not that much. Four and a blue for this. Create a token. That's a copy of target permanent you control. And it has... Dem- you know what this means? That means, like, if someone has no other permanents than lands, they, like, okay, you get a land, but I'm going to have two of my giant 15-15s. Well, it's interesting. So, do they control? Yeah, they target the, the player that gets the target. Well, so what, what I was saying. So, like, I I cast it and replicate it. Yeah. Right, and then you cast copy. Yeah. Who does the you refer to? Does it refer to? It's yourself. Brett, you know, it's yourself. Or does yeah. it refer to Eric? Because uh, I was new. So you made me copy the spell when I copied the spell. My spell says to also copy it. Okay. Yeah. My so my the, spell so says create a you token. You are. You are the one copying it, so you control the copy. So you can target the player that has the worst permanence, meaning they're only going to get their worst, like, a crap permanent, while you're getting your two best. I like that it at least does lands, so... Right, you're gonna... Yeah, there's no game state where this isn't going to get you something. Luckily. But I'm telling you, this is going to be broken. Like, this is so annoying. Yeah, it's... This might be the best technique now. Now that I'm looking at it, I didn't think I, you know what's funny i must have been thinking about a different cycle and i think i was thinking of the cycle i know what i was thinking of now i was thinking of the mastery cycle and the blue right. mastery cycle was terrible <laughs> yeah the this but one this is probably is amazing i i still think the white one the destroy target non-land permit sure i agree so with you good. i like the white one a lot i i do think this one's strong though this so one, far we haven't seen a technique that i haven't liked i this yeah so, to me i like the, the the problem is is I feel like the blue one might feel the best because the blue one will when your opponent plays it it'll win them the game because yeah. they'll copy a blight steel but when excavation technique is played you're just like ah yeah bummer I'll delay it a couple turns even though like that That's one is fair. probably more better quote unquote but sure but replication technique is getting you two of the best permanents on the battlefield which yeah exactly. probably is stronger but yeah all right Dep- yeah it depends on the the board state. Now we'll go into my dark horse. Your dark horse. Dun, dun, dun. In my head, I'm just uh, thinking um, the Katy Perry song. <laughs> dark horse, whatever you say that. <laughs> you should sing that. We, we, that should be, no. I should have like a, a musical cue every time. Yeah. All right, here's my we'll dark get, horse we'll get for sued. this deck. I just think that it's a card that's flying so under the radar. And maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I, I picked these dark horses based off ones that don't jump off the page. They don't seems stupid all right this is three and a blue for the yeah I, I like i like your dark horse choices thank you thank you 
This is a 3-3 flying bird wizard for four, three and a blue. You have no maximum hand size. Well, that's been printed a bunch of times. That doesn't seem too great. Whenever a creature token you control deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good that effect is very strong. Yeah, you're just going to like get uh, like four or five card draws off of this during uh, the yeah. deck. D- d- did I mention uh, that every deck I see nowadays uh, just makes a billion tokens and attacks and wins? Listen, this is just how Commander is nowadays. In my view, this is what Commander is now. It's it's creating as many tokens of stuff you have as you can and attacking with as much of it as you can. (laughs) And then you're just drawing cards for it. I'll push back a little bit. saying token is definitely a popular archetype, but to say in, in our playgroup specifically has a multiple token decks. Um, but you know, it, you know I, so, I, I don't think I'm talking to my, my play group specifically. I think I, I mean, no, it, there's it, it always, a... I think nowadays, almost like where you could have like guaranteed, like, oh, someone was always going to play a big mana deck. Well, now you can guarantee or land deck, land deck. Now you can guarantee someone's playing a token deck. I swear to God. Now you can guarantee in, yeah, a, I, in I any it, game I... of Commander, somebody is doing something with tokens. I, I, I think I agree. It has become definitely pretty popular. Yeah, I just think there's it's always there. So again, this card uh, has that no maximum hand size effect, which isn't too bad just to have. Yeah, that's not nothing in blue. And, and it's saying any token you control dealing combat damage to a player, you get to draw, which is so strong. <laughs> People mm-hmm. have to play more of like the Biden of Thassas, you know, in blue, the t- two and two blues. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage, draw a card. It's a strong card. Yeah, that draws you yeah. a lot of cards. It'll draw you just a, especially because when you think about how many cards you expect off of like a four mana play, yeah. like if it draws you six cards in one turn, that's pretty good. And then yeah. if somebody kills it next turn, you're just like, oh man, it only was on the battlefield for one turn, but it did draw you six cards. Yeah. And it drew out a removal spell. So right. it's I like, feel like okay, at minimum, you, you can expect like two cards maybe the second this comes down. Like maybe you don't have too much tokens built up, but two at least get through. So maybe you expect mm-hmm. two cards off of this for four mana. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. good. And no maximum hand size. I don't know. I That's my Dark Horse. I just think it uh, should be played a lot. All right. So my I, I, I put in these next three cards. All right. Uh, well, one of them we have to talk about because it's one of the commanders. It's one of the commanders. So, uh, so the other one, Guardian Augmenter. It's a uh, oh, yeah, two good. and a green for a two-two flash. Commander creatures you control get plus two plus two, and commanders you control have hexproof. I'm surprised. Did I not have this card listed? Uh, I didn't see it. I should have absolutely. I mean, you're definitely right. Then I should. This card I think is kind of busted in a commander. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the. I think this is the closest thing to a uh, like a green staple, staple. that we're yeah. gonna get out. Of absolutely, this absolutely, absolute staple for sure. Absolutely. If you're playing green, play this card. <laughs> yeah, it's flash. So flash. It's going to get you one for one at least. Uh, and right, then any card that has flash it. and gives your commander hexproof is a is a total gut punch, right? In this format. Right, yeah. It's just like, did it. So, oh, okay, finally. I finally drew my rule spell. Ha, I'm going to kill your commander's yep. this turn. No, nope. oh, never mind. And now it's plus two, plus two. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, absolute staple. There's not much else to say about the card, luck. Yeah. I mean, we can move on, but like staple. So, perplexing test. Uh, <laughs> this is the closest it came to, to the card you want printed. 
Uh, three blue blue for instant. Choose yeah, one. True. Return all creature tokens to their owner's hand. Return all non-token creatures uh, to their owner's hand. Why I'm annoyed is because this card helps the token decks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah those are, I'm mad at this card. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. It returns all tokens. But it also helps the token decks that are just like, I'm going to return all the non-tokens. And yeah, exactly. I have all my tokens and I win. So, the why I wanted to bring this up is do you think this is just better or worse than evacuation, which is just three blue blue instant return all creatures? 100% better. Better? I think you replace every deck with evacuation with this. Yeah, I kind of agree. Like, <laughs> if, you're, if you're a token deck, this is basically Cyclonic Rift. Yep. <laughs> it doesn't hit non... Yeah, non, this is uh, instant. Token. Did you mention... This is, this is instant. This is instant, yeah. So, Which is evacuation, right? Evacuation? Yeah, evacuation is instant. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, so it doesn't hit, you know, uh, non-creature permanents. But, man, if you have a sweet permanent... No, I'll tell you. Or a this... sweet token board, even if you just have a couple, just bounce all creatures? There's, like, a, ra- a really rare moment when, like... Yeah, maybe there's two token decks playing, and then it's not. But then you just exile all the tokens. If if like if if they're the problem, if the other token guy's the problem, you yeah. still ha- you still then have the answer. I don't like. I don't know. It's it's pretty I, good. Yeah, it, it's pretty good. It, and I like when of, you remove the tokens, right? They don't come back. That's yeah, they don't the come back. Part about bouncing tokens. It is kind of funny. It says return all creature tokens to their owner's hands because it's just like. They're not, yeah, they're gone, right? <laughs> it essentially says exile all creature tokens, but yeah. it's blue, so they can't say exile all creature tokens. Well, plus, um, they had to specify creature tokens, right? Because they don't want tokens exiled, because then all yeah. artifact tokens and whatever tokens will also Which, get I think they just should have said that, like, return all tokens. Oh, I don't think so. I think it's good that they kept it to creatures alone, because yeah, okay. that, that would have gotten annoying. It, it, it makes the templating, it makes it easier to understand for this card, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, but anyway, just want to bring that up. So if your playgroup has a bunch of token decks in this and you are playing evacuations, maybe think about replacing I mean, I do think they should print a white card that says, like, exile all tokens, right? Just like a, a simple, like, two mana instant exile all tokens card, too. I think they should okay. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Like, because, right? Like, what effect am I really doing? I'm, I'm exiling tokens, man. I, <laughs> I'm not exiling your board. I'm exiling just tokens. Instant speed for two mana. Who's going to yeah. complain about that? I think it would need to do. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about later on, on, yeah, on version two of a uh, little, little little preview. Uh-huh. <laughs> New white card in the making. All right, let's go into the other commanders uh, again. All these decks had a uh, a mono two, color yeah. of uh, of new commanders. So the green one, Ruxa, the patient professor. Are we really going to see this guy? I like that you add. Wait, we have to talk about him. Because he's yeah, yeah. So the reason why I like this card so much, uh, this is probably my favorite card of the set. Because okay. it just is a, it's a commander for a completely new archetype. <laughs> that's that's why I love Correct. it so much. That's, you're not wrong there. And so it's, uh, Ruxa is a uh, four mana, four, four for two green, green. And when Ruxa, patient professor, patient professor enters the battlefield or attacks, Return target creature card with no abilities from a graveyard to your hand. Uh, and also says, creatures you control with no abilities get plus one, plus one. And third ability, <laughs> uh, it's a big wall of text. You may have creatures you control with no abilities assign their combat damage as though they weren't blocked. Now, is this obviously the best model grain commander you could have? Obviously not. I was going to ask you, <laughs> do you think this is good enough for the no abilities deck? I say no. 
well, there isn't a no abilities deck so far. Um, <laughs> um, you're right, but uh, like, there's a reason, and that's because they have no abilities. So I right. really, for a I no abilities deck, so I would have wanted something so much stronger. So no abilities is, I mean, let's be honest, right? That's so bad. Vanilla creatures are so bad in Commander, right? Well, the the the. Honestly, the best way to build this is also a token deck, because usually tokens don't have an ability. All right, yeah, you're not wrong there, because then all your tokens... Oh, see, but that's so annoying to me. Oh, my God, you just made a token deck with that. So here's what I wanted them to print. I wanted them to print a... And maybe this is a future, like we said. uh, Maybe we should do that. Maybe I should save it. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll just save all future. All right, I'm going to save it, but but keep Luxa in mind for something I'm really mad about where I think they super missed the mark. I think... uh, So I really like this card. One, it's a 4-mana 4-4. That's not embarrassing. Um, And it draws you a creature card when it enters the battlefield and attacks. You know, while you while we're doing it. this podcast, I have to start a document of like, I'm just gonna like <laughs> the clouds to yell at <laughs> by by Brett Brandis. Just because I like, I gotta keep this stuff in mind, like when I'm designing cards, because because mm-hmm. I'm sure like we might not get to that topic for like a couple weeks, and I want to make sure I have these cards in mind that I know I right. need to design now. Um, but yeah, I think um, regardless of how you feel, if 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 you think this is powerful enough, this is really the it's a. It's really the only commander that specifically mentions cards with no abilities, and I think it's. I think it's cool. Again, anytime you can have a commander just, that uh, introduces yeah. a new, uh, new archetype, you can build around this. I don't know. There might be something cool. Yeah. You can I don't. Do. Th- I don't think he'll be much of a deck, though. Right? I, I don't know. I don't think he'll be good deck. Maybe he will. I mean, I'll die to this. Then you're right. I'll, I'll probably end up dying to this. It's right. True. I mean, this is one of those things. Like again. Creatures you control, no abilities, assign their combat damages. Without being blocked is good. Yeah, it's just like strong. Again, we're. I'm not. I'm not saying that a mono green deck. Like, oh, you should really think about Ruxa if you want to build the most powerful creature deck in mono green. It's just like, oh, I don't know. There might be, you know, what you said, kill switch. Like, is that a card like that you're just going to play in every deck? Probably not. But in, I don't know. There might be something like that out there. Like I will say, petroglyphs. He might be sneaky good in in the ninety nine of like maybe you have a twenty twenty with no abilities randomly, and like he those says, right, like fractals, and he says that they deal combat damage without being blocked. Yep, and get plus one plus he, one. He he could be sneaky strong. And what is it when he enters the battlefield, you get to return one to your hand. Yeah, that has no that's the so. one that um, because it's a creature card with no abilities. That's the one that. It's like if it's in the ninety nine, you're probably not. Yeah, you don't run many others. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But maybe the next two abilities are just good enough in token decks that you're just yeah, like, okay, yeah, because it gives all your tokens unblockable. Like oh. a like with your uh, with your dark horse card deals combat damage to a player draw card. Combat now, what maybe. about though? Here, here's what kind of sucks, right? If you play that in a token deck, but you gave your tokens an ability. Ruxa would no longer trigger right if, if you gave all your tokens trample yeah i was gonna say yeah, if, if 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 you had a card even an instant or sorcery that gave all your creatures trample for a turn they therefore have an ability which means Ruxa right. will not work 
But I think they're like, but why would you give them trample? <laughs> like, what, well, yeah, 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 because he already has it. Yeah. And there might be a card that's like, oh, gives your creatures plus four, plus four without trample because you're paying extra mana for yeah. trample. Well, I, I mean, it, like in a token deck thing and like just intangible virtue kind of thing, right? You're given a, your tokens abilities. You're given them all plus one, plus one vigilance. And means. vigilance, yeah. yeah exactly. So, so but I kind of like that you have, it's not just a static, all your creatures have super trample. I like yeah. that you have to build around it. But I, ha- I had another one in mind, which I'll bring up in our next uh, design a card subject. Mm-hmm. All right. The other uh, legendary creature of the model, blue one, Dika, the Fractal Theorist. Four and a blue for a 3-3 human wizard with Magecraft. Whenever you cast or copy and it's a sorcery, you create a fractal equal to its uh, mana value. And then you can pay three to blue and make target creature token not be able to be blocked. So you can make a creature token unblockable. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. He's never going to be used is, as a model. This is a right? big meh. <laughs> yeah, uh, come on. I don't even want to talk about him. All right, he's he's whatever. I feel like you're going to cut him from this deck. You're going to cut him from any other deck. No one's going to build around him. Yeah. So there's a um, there's an Azorius commander that makes at the beginning of combat. Yeah. Right. And he's way cooler. Free. He's way more interesting. Yeah. Exactly. And he adds another color. So th- this is one of those things like, I don't even know if you're going to put it in a 99. It costs five mana. Yeah, it's just yeah. a 3-3. Three, three. He's a dead. He's a dud. All right. Notable reprints in this deck. Uh, we have Idol of Oblivion, which is a, a card I'm super high on. Uh, it's just a two mana tap draw card, but only if you've created a token this turn, mm-hmm. uh, which is r- super nice for some uh, card draw and, and random things like red and, and white. If you create, you know, a treasure token in red, you could uh, tap draw a card. Uh, or I play it in like Zerzoth, who, you know, he creates a lot of goblins or devils rather. Uh, you could just tap draw a card, which is so helpful. Um, Rampaging Bathos, he's a he's a staple. He's a landfall staple. Four two red. Or, sorry, two green for a four four. He makes four four beasts with trample every land. He's a super staple because you have to yep. stop him or you you win. And then Rite of Replication, another end. Stable you know, blue card. Stable blue, it always ends the game. <laughs> I haven't yeah. seen this card not win the game in forever. Just always played. Not So that was it, though. That was all I had out of notable reprints, right? So where do you give, yeah. what, what grade do you give Quandrix here? Um, As far as power, like, putting aside our, like, boredom of the <laughs> doubling tokens effect, this, I mean, this is just, it's got to be like an A, right? Like, all these cards, it's super powerful. You so, just draw cards, make big creatures, make all the big creatures. They can't be blocked. It's just... I mean, I give this deck a C, but that is totally just my biasy for sure. Right. All these are, right? I mean, these are these grades are all our biases. Here's how I view it, though, right? Not many notable reprints again. Like, we talked about... You go back to our first one, which I gave an A, and I have, like, ten cards listed under notable reprints. This deck, mm-hmm. I have three. There's just, there's not much reprint value here. There's only, this is another deck where I look at it and I'm going to buy oversimplify and nothing else. And maybe, right, but maybe Guardian or Augmenter too. I think. Those two cards. Right. But if you are, if you want to build an Adrix and Nev deck, you'd probably buy this precon. Like if you're oh, a new you player. Could. You could, you don't have to. You don't have to. There's a lot um, of cards that make a lot of tokens that, that are not in this deck. Right. But. I I think if I think if you're a new player, never built a token deck before, and you want uh, to make an I mean, Adric, I would say deck, sure go ahead and buy this deck. I still say C though. So, but my C grading though is average. This is just the average commander precon deck. I 
C is the I, average. I gave I the last deck is... a C minus. I said like that's not the best. If you're you're really hurting if you bought the Prismari one by a little bit. This one, I say you're just you're hitting average. I mean, yeah, it's Quandrix, so you're you're in green blue. You're gonna have a strong deck. I, I yeah, I get yeah, that's true. You're gonna have a pretty strong deck. I think if you played all these decks against each other, the Quandrix deck is just gonna crush. It's gonna do good. I think it will. I think it will. Well, I I think they'll all do okay. I think the Prismari will do a little worse, but I think the Lore Holds will hold up to this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll see what the next one is, which is here we go. The Silver Quill. These are the uh, the English majors. These are the poets. Uh, they're Most pretty so, pretty cool style. Ones. Pretty cool style. Let's start with the the head of the deck, which I didn't even list on here. Uh, it's Brina, the demagogue. One a white and a black. One three flying bird warlock. And honestly, I'm growing on her. By a lot. I've seen a couple gameplay with her, and now I'm like, all it, right. It looks... All okay. right, all right, all right, all yeah. right. This is cool, this is cool, this is good, this is good, this is good. Because I I have yet to make a white-black deck really work, right? I mean, Karlov was one thing, right? He worked, and then he didn't, but he worked. Yeah, we, we got wise, which is just destroying. You got wise. You got Everyone got wise. I, I used to have the time of my life. I used to have a 2021... 20, Karlov running around left and right, and I never lost. And then it came to a point where I never had Karlov. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I play Karlov, we're like, all right, we're going to kill it. <laughs> and I seem to lose every game. And then I had a really bad time, because without him, my deck says, gain a life every G- turn. Gain a <laughs> life for every time you attack. Every yeah. time a creature attacks, so he's like, mm, I have wasn't 50 a, life. But wasn't a fun gonna... deck anymore. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Uh, okay, so this deck... And then I and I tried a, uh, a Liesa deck. It hasn't worked yet. I just tried her because I thought, hey, she has a cool effect. I, I think I think that deck could, could work a lot better once you fiddle around with it. If I, if I optimized it, which I didn't, right? I just took Karlov and put yeah, it Yeah, yeah, you just, yeah. Uh, anyway. Right, but, but I just wanted to try her, and it hasn't worked. So anyway, Brina is, is the three mana, which I think is better than the five mana. Uh, whenever a player attacks one of your opponents, if that opponent has more life than another one of your opponents. So it's all opponent-driven there. Mm-hmm. That attacking player draws a card, and you put two plus one plus one counters on a creature you control. Yeah, so basically it incentiv- it incentivizes it incentivizes the uh the players with the lower uh life total to attack your opponent who has the greatest life total. So there's never going to be a situation where you can't get something off this trigger, right? Because one of your opponents is always going to have a higher life total than right. one of your opponents. It doesn't matter if you have the highest life total. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, yeah, it, they're not going to all be tied. Right. So <laughs> like you're this. always going to get this effect. And then you're always going to yeah. get the plus two... Or two plus one plus one counters on your creatures if someone else is triggering this. Yes, you gave them a card, but you're always getting the counters. And that is surprisingly strong. Um, Yeah, and this is one of those cards that it's like the the more competitive you go, the less people will like this card, I think. Because it's like giving your opponent a card is super strong. But... This goes in kind of like the same reason why we like Cinderquill was it's this Orzhov group hug esque strategy. Yeah, it's more. It's not really a group hug. It's more politics strategy. Yeah. So 
and you always get something out of it. You get to draw a card when you attack. It, they don't have to hit the person. They just I mean, what's funny attack. is th- this card, even though it screens politics, right? It isn't politics. Th- I mean, the trigger's You're gonna happen. Some and, yeah, <laughs> you don't have to convince someone to attack. Like, listen, hey, do you want a card? This is all, all right. your choice. I'm not convincing yeah. you of anything. My guy's gonna trigger when my guy's gonna trigger. I am not trying to tell you to do anything at all. And people aren't going to really want to kill your creature because it's like, nope. at least until, I mean. Because they're, they're going to get to draw a card off of them, which they need. And I could see a situation like, the again, looking at the worst case situation, you play this creature, someone swings in, they draw a card, you put two counters on Brina, they kill Brina. Um, that kind of sucks, but you didn't get attacked. Like <laughs> the, the best case scenario is that you're drawing an extra card a turn, your opponents are too, but it's all equal value. And mm-hmm. but the uh, if everyone draws a card in a turn, you get eight counters on a creature. Like after all that is concerned, so it's like oh, okay, you could do definitely do something with that. Yep. So super cool commander, right? I mean, the, the awesome. I love these silver cool ones, man. From the whole from yeah, the main sweet. set to this set, man, I'm I'm loving silver cool more and more. The next commander you can play out of this deck is Felisa, Fang of the Silver Quill. Another one I love. Two, a white and a black for a 3-2 flying with Mentor as well. Mentor is whenever it attacks, you can put a 1-1 counter on a creature you control with power less than its power. Right. Uh, it is a vampire wizard. helps out a lot with this. Yep. And it makes creatures that it can mentor. <laughs> so whenever a non-token creature you control dies, if it had counters on it, create X tapped 2-1 white and black inkling tokens with flying, where X is the number of counters it had. Yeah, so I'll we'll we'll say this. Um so it says non-token creature dies. So if you mentor onto an inkling token and the inkling token dies. You don't get any more inkling tokens out of that. Yeah. Um, really interesting that it has counters, though. Yeah. Right? right after a set when they printed a bunch of cards that create all kinds of counters, right? Lifelink counters, counters, menace counters. All of yeah. these counters are in play. Ozzelich put a bunch of counters on everything now. Exactly. It, this is this is just really, really cool. Uh, I, like, there's... I almost so wanted to, many... was this my dark horse? No, it wasn't. No, uh, but uh, but this might be a dark horse commander. I think this commander is going to be super strong. I think I think you can definitely do some really really cool things. Yeah, with this. I think this is going to make some really cool decks. I think it's going to be super super strong. I'll tell you this: I'm definitely putting this in my uh, Atraxa fungus deck with all the. I'm so surprised! Something that says <laughs> counters on it. Oh my god! In Atraxa, yeah. But see, so my, my Atraxa deck is not an effect and it doesn't have any Planeswalkers in it. It just has... No, but this card is super good right in any counter deck. So, th- so this is just a strong card, right? If you're playing black... I mean, so white-black counters is a uh, it's a pretty rare, right? This is the only one that really cares about that. <laughs> I, they tried to go with that theme this set, so only this set has really cared about counters on white-black. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty th- there's, new. You'll find a bunch of random one-off... Um, or like you know white and black things it'd be like oh put a one one counter on stuff but yeah this is definitely the the uh the legendary creature that is just like ooh okay 
Yeah. I'm just going to make like 20 inkling tokens with flying and just murder somebody. It's a, it's a cool card. I think it's going to do some really cool stuff and broken stuff. I could see this thing making, I mean, you put 10 counters on a creature and it dies and you get 10, like two, one flyers. Mm-hmm. They do enter the battlefield tapped. So that's, that's a big deal. That's but, still 20 power. You just put yeah. <laughs> They're two ones. If it were one, one flyers, that'd be way different, right? This is two, one flyers. Yeah. Two, one, two, one flying is just way, it's, way better. It's way better. I, that's way scarier. And it's whenever any creature, I don't know this, this it's going to be strong, man. Oh yeah. Definitely All right. Agree. Let's go over the next, the other two commanders then, uh, that we can play out of the deck. Uh, I'll go with the mono white one. So, because we know we need mono white help. Here's theirs. Mm-hmm. Two and a white for Nils, Discipline Enforcer. A 2 2 human cleric. At the beginning of your end step, for each player, put a 1 1 counter onto up to one target creature that player controls. Interesting. Each creature with one or more counters on it can't attack you or planeswalkers you control unless they pay X. Where X is the number of counters on that creature. This is so, such a weird card. Interesting card. I feel like this won't be good now and maybe good later. This is just, <laughs> this is just a very interesting card. <laughs> like, keep this one in the back pocket. It's not yeah. my dark horse, but because it's it, not good yet. It's not this, good, right? Doesn't this feel like I should have partner with another <laughs> or something? Yeah, like, this feels like a partner. You're right. It Absolutely. feels like a partner. Um, yeah, I mean, this is one of those things that you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> this also, this like has to be in the 99, right? This can't do much as a mono white commander. I don't know. Like right now, like you said, it's just unplayable. <laughs> it's it's like, kind of unplayable, right? You wouldn't want to see this. This would help you. In it being mono white too, like I just can't imagine there's anything yeah. that works that well with it. But man. It, it, it look it's a super sweet ability and there's like a um a two mana green enchantment that you get to put three counters on creature you control and three counters on an, a, an opponent's creature every upkeep i don't know it's just like it's it's almost like goad <laughs> uh so super sweet cards right i mean it looks cool cool right? uh, we're glad they printed it we don't uh-huh. know what it's gonna do <laughs> yeah. or if it's ever going to be played in magic mm-hmm, exactly. it might never get played all right the black one fane the broker this two and a black weird. for a three three human warlock it doesn't have any ability no i'm just yeah, yeah. it has a billion oh, no. abilities it has four <laughs> <laughs> tap sacrifice a creature put two plus one plus one counters on target creature tap put remove a counter from a creature you control, create a treasure token. Tap. Sacrifice an artifact. Create a 2-1 white and black inkling creature token with flying. Three and a black. Untap Fane the Broker. How do you think I feel about this card? Uh, judging by your tone of voice, it's pro- you probably don't like it. <laughs> uh, this card is super sweet. <laughs> I changed the tone of my voice on purpose. I Perfect. love this shit. Love I'm it, yeah. playing the hell out of it. You know I have a mono black stack. This is instantly going in just a mono black stack, and I'm just going to play him because he does whatever. He just... just He's a sack outlet. He can probably he gets, do something. It. This is like... Uh, this is like it's the trading, the trading post, post for the person. <laughs> yeah. 
And I love Trading Post. I play Trading Post in all of my decks. It yeah, this is just it this is so sweet. It just does I so much random stuff. And he's not broken by any means, right? There, no, he's n- definitely uh, none not. of these abilities are you like, oh man, oh, oh he did that. We're gonna have to kill him. No, come on. Guys, he's like he's sacking creatures to put counters on a guy. Yeah. He's he's removing counters to make a treasure. He's sacking an artifact to create a like a two-one flyer. Come on. Yeah. We I think this is an infinite if you have infinite mana, this is just a combo, right? Because you could just sacrifice an inkling. If you and like with an artifact or something, right? You need one other card, right? Yeah. So you need infinite mana plus something. He a can't, creature. He can't or... do anything on his own. Right. You need either another creature or another artifact. He just cycles through his abilities, which does nothing for. Well, he, he'll make well, himself no, infinitely he, big. He, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. That's all he'll do, though. I mean, so right. it's still not not a super combo. I mean, we're still talking. Yeah, I mean, he, can, I, I was just, he doesn't I was have trample or anything. So even with infinite mana, he's not even that broken. He's just yeah, I, yeah. I was just pointing, putting it out there. Yeah, that I, it is, I, it is honestly, a, he's, just, he's just good. He's just a good design. Um, all, all right, right into some of the cooler cards. Probably my favorite card out of this deck: Ink Shield. This is three, a white and a black for an instant. Prevent. All combat damage that would be dealt to you this turn, so you can't save someone else. For each one damage prevented this way, so for all damage, create X, where X is that much prevented that way. Again, it's stated for each one damage prevented that way. Mm-hmm. Create two, a 2-1 white and black inkling with flying. The art is also just super sweet. Incredible. The art is insane. It's a bunch of like ink, like just going into the chest of a dude (laughs) (laughs) or spring out spring out of it but also like one of the most game ending abilities right there yeah it's just so sweet prevent (laughs) prevent the 40 damage from your 40 1 1 tokens sure i'll create 40 2 1 flyers that are gonna obliterate you next turn and so some we've seen some cards like um like Felisa create tapped tokens. These do not come in tapped. Nope. So, so you're these, safe to block the next person. The next turn. You. Which is pretty big. Like awesome. especially for Arch Enemy games. Like yeah. yep. if someone says like, oh, he's at ten life, I'm gonna swing in for fifteen damage. I create fifteen two ones, and this next person's like, ah, oh, well now he's fifteen creatures. Yeah, and I only have ten flying. creatures to attack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now he survives. Yeah. So this this card is super cool. It My favorite costs, card in this deck. Yeah, it is. Um, it it costs five mana for this effect, but that, it that's what it cool. should cost. It, it couldn't cost any less than this. Are you kidding? Like that that ability is so powerful. God, could yeah. you imagine any less than five? That'd be busted. it'll be it'll be pretty easy for you to uh, to to get like at eight, which is a pretty normal like. Oh, I'll attack you for eight. And I was like, okay, I'll take it. Ink shield. I create sixteen power <laughs> out yeah. of that out of the effect. That's pretty good. All right, the next one, which is a fun one to talk about here, the tempting contract, four mana for an <laughs> artifact at the beginning of your upkeep. Each opponent, they may create a treasure token. They can just do it. They can just make one. They can do it. They can, uh, That's what it says. Oh, also, uh, for each opponent who does, 
Uh, you also create a treasure token. How good is this? Wait, tempting contract. Where is this? This is it. Tempting contract. Yeah, four mana. You heard what I said. At the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent creates a treasure. Uh, may create. Yeah, they don't have to, but they may. And if they okay, do, sorry, yeah. you create a treasure for each one they've made. So it you wasn't... have a possibility to make three treasure on your upkeep while everyone can create one. Ah, it, it was not on Mythic Spoiler, so that's why I was confused. Interesting. I was surprised it wasn't. Um, Me too. How do you feel about this card? Uh, your upkeep. I think it's kind of cool. <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of like these weird effects like this. Beneath Do you think upkeep. it's strong at all, though? I, I look at this card, and I think, my god, I want to pay freaking one mana for this effect. Honestly. Honest to god, I want to pay one mana for this effect. I don't want all of my opponents to have more mana. And they all will if you're getting the three. And I don't think that that's... Like powerful enough especially the later the game goes once you've exhausted kind of your like what you needed the mana for maybe and you're just giving your opponents mana I, like literally you're just providing them more and more i uh yeah th this is the thing i i so i i uh i think what will happen is that everyone will just say no and you're wait and you spent four i think the opposite right? i think everyone's gonna say yes and even in that scenario i hate this card well, in the scenario no, think, you describe, when everyone says no, this card literally does. You pay that, four mana thing. for an artifact. Especially when you... So, like, the situations where you are the arch enemy, no one's going to give you mana. In a situation where... No, 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 but they will. The but they will because they need the mana. They need the mana. No, no, no. When you're the arch enemy. So Even when you're the if you're the arch enemy. Person, I'd see, again, I, I just think, think so. this card is so bad. Because even when you're the arch enemy, you also don't want to have this card. Because you're giving people mana that they don't necessarily have. No, but I so in my head, when you're the most, when you're uh, the person in control, you are like you're about to either kill somebody, and three mana is a lot uh, to 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 get to try to kill somebody. Um, I don't think this card is very good. <laughs> because I think bottom also, line is basically I want someone to play this card, and I never am going to be the guy to play this card. So. Uh, basically the comp for this is like tempting discovery which is they the all gotta land ramp that thing. card's way better than this card I, know, and I was gonna say like with tempting discovery it's never worth it to give them another land <laughs> like you should always say no but this them. isn't a land right so so tempt with discovery is a little different of a case because it's land card and i know but, but this is a land card right but it's it's still this is just like, a treasure this is way worse but it's than every, a land. it's every turn that that's that's the difference. but it's every it's, turn it's every turn oh, um, still i don't it's think not it's the good. same thing i don't think it's i think it's you're gonna play this thinking that you're gonna get three treasures a turn and then they're just gonna be like no, you have Bray out. I'm not going to give you three free artifacts. Sure. Yeah. Like, no, we're <laughs> this is this is dumb. Um, but it's cool. Would you know. play it in mono white to try and ramp? No, it's a four mana. Does I wouldn't either. Thing. I wouldn't either. That's I, well, I just wouldn't play it. I I've definitely been adamant about. I don't like it. But we'll see. I want to see it played, right? I want to see if it works for anyone. I just want to see it played. And if they play it, that means I get a treasure. So I like it. <laughs> so <I'm in. laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it'll maybe it'll just work out. Like maybe I'm thinking about it too much. Yeah. All right. Next card I'm super excited about. Uh, black 
two and a black for cunning rhetoric and enchantment. Whenever an opponent attacks you or one or more planeswalkers you control, exile the top card of that player's library. You may play that card for as long as it remains exiled, and you may pay, spend mana as though it was mana of any color. So it's basically stolen strategy uh, for less mana, but it only triggers when people attack you. Yeah, it's um. There's also a blue uh, enchantment that does something whenever you cast a spell, right? Is it blue or green? Uh, you or, think of like the mind's desire thing? My, like the, yeah, uh, maybe not that one, but it was. It's I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it, it costs like six, and um, well, it's the enchantment wh- that when they play something, you play the next thing off the top of their library, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like whenever they cast a spell, whenever opponent casts a spell, you exile the top card of your library. You can play and that play card. Uh, for free uh mine's dilation mine's dilation that sounds right yeah um this card is is pretty powerful it costs three (laughs) cost three cost three so this is a this is anytime anyone attacks you all game long so this says when it remains exiled yeah and the card has it so like you play this card you just wait for people to attack you and you're going to be able to start casting some things yeah and this is before damage it's it's before damage so like i don't know imagine someone attacks <laughs> you with a voltron commander and then you exile sort of spell? Shares, yeah right you're just like bam fine okay, i'll pay I'll one bam thing. i love this card i think it's awesome yeah you you do have to spend the mana but it's costs three mana to draw a card I, whenever again, somebody so, so a card you. like this it again is one of those enchantments that like why are you re- you're not going to remove this right no one's Man, gonna. I'm no a... one's gonna remove this. There's no way. You, so even if you do remove it, the cards that were exiled, guess what? You can still cast. Yeah, it's so not the, yeah. like it stops that. The only way I'm removing this is if my deck needs to attack people. Like that's the and, only reason but, why I would. But why you don't have to attack him until it's time, right? So even yeah, yeah, you exactly. as a deck that's attacking, you don't need to attack him at, like and get rid of this to attack him. You can yeah, just it... attack other people. Until you're ready to attack him, because it's one or more, so so you're like, okay, I'll you just only get him one with a billion, card right? Step. Um, yeah, you only get one, so you could just attack him with forty creatures, and he'd only do it once. And there, there is uh, tons of instances where it a person just has like a three three out, and no one has any blockers. Maybe it's a three three flyer, and no one has any flyers, and they're just deciding who to attack. Well, they're not going to attack you now. Yeah, like, I was going to say. So there's a second side effect of this card, which is just like an automatic like. Do you, you really win. want to attack me? You win the tie break. And yeah, like, you other... do. You win like that. You don't. You shouldn't attack me because I'll get a card out of it. Yeah, and the people being attacked are like, yeah, that makes sense because mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. oh well, I don't want them to get a, a sword supply or or a board wipe or something because because so, of course be... it's the mono black player. I, I see this card and I'm like, oh god, yes, <laughs> oh yeah, god, yeah, exactly. Oh my god, yes. All right, next one in mono black. God, this this deck has helped me out so much. Okay. <laughs> Author of Shadows. Four and a black for a 3-3 Shade Warlock. When it enters the battlefield, exile all cards from all opponents' graveyards. Opponents, not including yours. Not your different. own. All opponents' graveyards. Choose a non-land card exiled this way. You may cast that card for as long as it remains exiled and spend mana as though it were man of any color i think they just love me i think they just love mono <laughs> they're just like mono black players buy this deck 
and you're going to be happy as a freaking clam because they were trying to make up for uh uh the quandrix deck which is everything you hate (laughs) everything i hated and then they made this deck and they're like mono black players rejoice because all of these mono black cards are gonna be amazing uh i'm in love i'm in love with this card it's it's really good it's it's, etb effect etb graveyard hate graveyard hate's important for all of your opponent's decks so five five mana is, is a lot to play pay for a uh three three right we should say that much so like that kind of hurts but and and ex- ju- just to exile like that kind of hurts but then you're getting the best card of all cards exiled yeah it, it is just one card so for every just for one all the just listeners one out there. not for one for each not one for each yeah. just one but just one yeah card. it's a five mana exile all cards from all opponents graveyards draw the best card out of that which is like probably <sighs> so good. really good so good i love <laughs> and it it's a three three like this could have easily been a one one too true i love this card i love it it's good all right the bold plagiarist more mono black let's just keep going let's just keep going let's see what (laughs) goodies they gave me three and a black for a flash two two like it so far let's see what we got baby whenever an opponent puts one or more counters on a creature they control they put the same number and kind of counters onto bold plagiarist that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> it's just—it's one of those cards that's just like, it's so sweet. I love <laughs> like, it. I love it. Imagine that one guy that's like, I put sixty-five counters on this guy, and you're like, bold plagiarist. And, <laughs> <laughs> and my guy, who's uh, now a sixty-seven, sixty. Imagine, imagine someone's just like oversimplify, clear the board. Everyone gets like a twenty-twenty. Then you're like. Flash in bold plagiarist. I mean, it would get exiled in that case, but you know. Uh, Can you do it in response to the tokens entering? It's all part of the same thing. So I just picked the worst spell to to think about. (laughs) (laughs) You failed our audience and me at the same time. I was doing the thing where as I was talking, I was like, nah, you're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) It won't work. Don't think of it. It won't work. Uh, But Paradox Zone. (laughs) <laughs> that'll work uh, pretty much right. every other fractal making card would work anyway i love this card I, I don't know how useful it'll be though right i, I don't know it, again there, there's just so many cards that are just like oh if your play group has an attraction yeah I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know how useful it'll be it, it's kind of kind of meh yeah all right uh it, right. sweet well think Super of your extracts deck like what what good is it me getting all my spore counters <laughs> <laughs> yeah my guy's got like 50 spore counters what up bring it <laughs> yeah but, hilarious yeah. well my attracts deck is it good so. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why yeah. all right their technique let's go over their they, he, they got the black technique in this deck this is four and a black for a sorcery with demonstrate mill five cards then return a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. I think this is sneaky good. I think it's fine. Yeah, I mean because I mean so so a lot of black decks, right? They want to mill the cards. So so this is saying if if you copy it, you're getting ten cards in the graveyard. Yeah, and, that and might it be is, super sweet. Yeah, exactly. So like the the copy is uh it's gonna resolve first but that doesn't really matter but so like you mill five reanimated creature then mill another five yes reanimated creature. sure right okay right you're not milling 10 and then returning two but He's like gonna resolve one at a time i don't think you're 
you're really praying if you don't have any creatures to reanimate yeah. before doing this. Yeah, well, but in a black deck, you're not gonna... Well, and in commander decks, right? Unless you're playing Spellslinger, which also makes this card good, right? Someone's playing a Spellslinger deck, yo, I mill you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're not you're... gonna get a creature, just mill five. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I think this card is pretty sweet. Or, or also, you play it political style, right? And, like... That guy's got the plague crafter that you want to like. You want them to play that plague crafter for some reason to to get exactly. rid of that guy's commander. You're get like, rid of Bladesteel Colossus again. Who's yeah, like yo, hey, I'm gonna get you back your plague crafter. So here you go. But you're getting back two creatures and millions. Uh, sweet card, right? Uh, just sweet. Mm-hmm. These are these techniques are all awesome so far. <laughs> they are pretty sweet. Yeah, because they're like they're awesome. all. I mean, they're technically like two for twos, but you know, you're getting two effects on one card on one piece of cardboard. So like they're, they're, they're pretty good. All right. Another mono black man. They're just, they just kept going with this. Dude, I was telling you, they just made it so sweet. Cause this is another one I need. Stinging study, a four and a black for an instant. Draw X cards. And lose X life, where X is the mano value of your commander. Uh, it it says on its card of a commander you own that's on the battlefield or in the command zone, which just mm-hmm. just means as long as it's not in your graveyard. If you somehow put it in your graveyard, don't play this just yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait till but it's somewhere else. It's nice because that way it gets around like, oh, I'll kill this in response and you draw no cards. Yeah, um, yeah, because it will go to your command zone and then you'll still draw the cards. Uh, what, it being an instant is huge. It's it, it's enormous. Uh, what do you want your commander to cost? Because uh, importantly, you know, like this is going to be really bad if your commander costs one. <laughs> yeah, I would not put that. <laughs> uh, what, what do you need your commander to cost? Like, let's say three is a really popular number. Do you feel good if this costs... Five mana to draw three, lose three. Do you feel good no, there? No, four. No, do you I don't draw? Think so. Feel good to draw four, lose four. Four, four is where I'm at like instant okay. speed. At instant speed, instant there's speed. no other effect in black that draws you four mana. And is, I will tell you that much. So even at three, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you even at three, it's interesting. Yeah, it's it's like if you own one, put it in there. I mean, because this is in a precon deck with a commander that costs three. Right. And guess what? You're playing this card and it's going to only draw you three and lose three. It's still good at instant speed. I'll tell you that much. It, it is that good. It is good. All right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it is. I think, I think it's just, it just gets better the bigger your commander is. It does. Right. It does. If your, if your commander's, better. uh, who, Villas. If your commander's Villas, the one that, like, imagine you have him out, you draw 16 cards. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That'll get you up in the morning. <laughs> So is this a is this a staple? It kind of is, right? A little bit. I think it's as much of a staple as like Read the Bones is. I play Read the Bones in all my black decks, so to me I, that's, that's a staple. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that's kind of why I'm like I was hesitant about it being good at three because I was comparing it to Read the Bones, which costs three as a sorcery, and you get to scry two, scry two, draw two, yeah. Um, but you know, like mono black. Sure, put it in. Um, but if you have a lot of card draw and you have a mono black commander that costs three, I'd be like, eh, this might be on the cutting room floor. But like once you get to four or five, this but is if, just like I mean, if my really mono good. black stack were like all of my mono black commanders cost four or more, this is yeah, just th- this is just a 
it becomes good. Like a draw Straight instant speed, draw five, speed. lose five for five. So this is good. just like, oh, I have no, I have one card in my hand. This is it. Oh, now I have a full hand. <laughs> this is like, oh, okay. Uh, let's give you another instant sorcery here from this deck. The Promise of Loyalty. Four and a white for a sorcery. A white card? What? A white card. Oh my Each gosh. player puts a vow counter on a creature they control and sacrifices the rest. Already I like it. Uh, so it is. this is a, a slight board wipe. Also, each of those creatures, because we also, we put a vow counter on. What, what, why? Why did we do that? Well, each of those creatures can't attack you or a planeswalker you control for as long as it has a vow counter on it. So not only is it like you can't attack me just for the next turn cycle. Like, it's not like you all sacrifice and then that creature that lasts, you can't attack me next turn. You know, they're goaded or whatever, you know, attack someone else this turn. No, no, no. They never can attack me. Like, so you're wiping the board, leaving some stuff, and then that thing that remains can never attack you. Yeah, this, this is really good. This is amazing, right? This to me, really I good. saw this, and I instantly went, that's that's a staple. That card's insane. That yeah, might as like, well be my, my Dark Horse. If people don't think this card is good enough, to me, that is my Dark Horse, then. That card's insane. Yeah, this is, um, this is one of those things that it's like maybe it won't do sometimes you will just want to destroy all creatures because like it has this the the commander has like some sweet ability um which like you know what, the, like you know what it does Aaron really... or, or felisa or something which you're just like okay that does the the attacking part doesn't really matter but man a lot of times it's just like okay they have this like six six flyer that when it attacks it like you know it it uh like like a frost titan or something you know oh it taps down something that defending player controls it's like okay well now it's not coming at me right you know i was gonna say it does something really interesting too so a lot of cards care about counters now right and this is saying like those cards with counters do this or that like you're putting a val counter on your own creature that now has a counter on it like so felisa for instance when that creature now dies it'll make you totally there's just really cool synergies now with vow counters out of nowhere that matter it's just this is so cool this is awesome i this deck yeah, i'm loving so far flavor wise i'm just i'm loving all right the next card we're gonna go over i haven't talked about a dark horse yet for silver quill how dark is this horse brett here here he comes here he comes this is the combat calligrapher this is a three and a white for a 3-3 bird cleric flying, which is ominously close to the three and a blue, right? <laughs> from, from the Prismari <laughs> deck. Yeah, it's, like it's, the same it's thing literally the same power toughness. Yeah, yeah, and, and same, same bird cleric thing. So this one is Inklings can't attack you or Planeswalkers you control. Interesting. Whenever a player attacks one or more of your opponents they also create a tapped 2-1 white and black inkling creature with token with flying attacking that opponent so yeah this card you're giving all of your opponents like two more flying power for every creature that well not every creature but one more attacks one of your opponents yeah let's get a free ink do they get one for each creature it it just says whenever they attack it just whenever that whenever a player attacks. So 
You just have yeah. that means whenever. Well, so uh, but so they they can they can create three. They can create one for each one of your opponents. Well, two. Because they're one person, you're the other person, and then you have there's two other opponents. But you create three. Okay, so they can only create two. Right, okay. Um, so you can create three. Yeah, if you create each one of your opponents, you create three tokens. Right. One for each of those. <laughs> so there's a... Oh my god, there's a reason this is my Dark Horse. That, that's even better than I imagined already. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's stronger than I thought. So this card's really strong. Also, what here's why I gave it my Dark Horse rating. You just created, I believe, a deck called the Tribal Tribal deck. Tribal Tribal. Well, guess what? A lot of other people also did that. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of changelings out there nowadays. Uh, guess what this card says? Inklings can't attack. Uh, what are changelings? They're also inklings. They're inklings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can they just... can't attack you. <laughs> you just you play one card and all of a sudden your Tribal Tribal deck can't attack me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many tribal tribal decks there are out there but here but... here's what here's my dream world you ready for my dream world with this dark horse uh-huh. all right we're talking brett's crazy co- we gotta have like another soundtrack brett's crazy combos <laughs> <laughs> here they come brett's crazy combos so you play combat calligrapher you play maskwood nexus you play fractured identity on your own maskwood nexus <laughs> <laughs> hell yes you're in right uh, come on tell me i'm wrong uh, it's perfect how can you you can't beat that <laughs> now no one can attack you because everyone's creatures are inklings <laughs> they're all inklings now they're all inklings no one may attack me oh, uh, i love it i want that to happen so bad <laughs> i love how it's like basswood nexus is not like a card uh, like that combos with any other card in your deck. <laughs> You're like, but with combat calligraphy, right? Okay. I hate that. I'm like, no. my mind is always like, I'm building after the 99. Here I go. Yeah. How can I make combat calligrapher, fractured identity, <laughs> and mask with Nexus work? I mean, so already we're talking with blue, white, or higher. All right, we can get there. We can get mm-hmm. there. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Honestly, I may you you probably end up building Cody. <laughs> Of course. Well, Cody says you can't cast permanent spells, so... Yeah, but you can cast Fractured Identity off of him. <laughs> that's, that's true. And you just but, play Combat but not Combat before you play Cody. My god, you're right. <laughs> the only two other permanents. It's just In your all deck? tutors. Oh my god. I love it. Anyway, that's my Dark Horse. I think this is stronger than people realize. Because uh, every player that they attack. It's a 2-1 flyer. And this, they can't attack you with that 2-1 flyer that comes out. This is the card that definitely wins the I wish was legendary. <laughs> like, Ooh, fair. Contest for me. Because like this is the thing where I'm like, oh, that's so cool. It's I wish cool I could just play it out of the command zone. It's a really, and, like, it's not, really cool card. Is it any more powerful than Varen or, no. <laughs> or no. uh, Adrix? Definitely not if it was legendary. All right, and finally, we're on to the the notable reprints of this deck. Uh, I have Windborn Muse, actually a card that costs quite a bit. Uh, basically, mm-hmm. ghostly, ghostly Prison on a creature, uh, just a two two flyer with Ghostly Prison effect, so they can't attack you unless they pay two or more for each creature attacking you. Uh, Utter End, a super staple, staple removal card, right? Remove any permanent, not land, right? Not land permanent for two white black. So just yep, just a staple. 
Duelist Heritage, one of my favorite cards. I need one. I never had one of these cards, and I need one. It's a two and a white enchantment that whenever any creature attacks, you can give it double strike. Just one. Just one a turn. Just one <laughs> creature. But you can give anyone double strike. So you can, if someone's attacking an opponent you control, if it's an inkling, say, that's a 2-1 that you gave them, you could randomly give it double strike now. Yeah, it deals yeah, now four damage out of two nowhere. Strike. Or kills one of their four toughness flyers that you want to do. Like, Traxa. Or does the Traxa have first strike? I don't know what a Traxa Trax has. Traxa everything. has everything. Doesn't have it first does not have first strike. All right, there you go. It can kill, your, the inkling can now kill Traxa. That's true. That's true. Actually, actually, it can't. It can't. Because the Traxa has... No, it can. It can. It's a 4-4 okay, flying god. vigilance lifelink death touch. Oh my god, so, thank god. I'm like, I'm like, oh, but Atraxa still deals damage first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, wait, the, does it have double strike? Does it have first strike? strike, though? Oh, my God. It has everything, okay? All right. Tragic Arrogance. Also, another one that probably should see more play. Yeah, Tragic Arrogance is one of the most underrated uh, board wipes. Yeah, there. so this one is for each player. You choose. So they don't choose. You are the one casting Tragic Arrogance is choosing this. You're going to choose from among them for each player an artifact, a creature, an enchantment, and a planeswalker. Uh, and this is non-lands, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Then they sacrifice Yeah, yeah. All and then it says they yeah. sacrifice all other non-land permanents. Yeah. So they're going to keep, they're going to remain a single type of every permanent, but you're yeah. the one that chooses. So you get your commander, you keep your commander and your enchantment. And a mana rock. And they get their 1-1 one, one Saperlay. Yep. Pretty good deal. And probably one of their Mana Rocks, but right. you got rid of all their other ones. And they keep their burgeoning, but you got rid of their smothering tithe. Yeah, exactly. And, and they keep and also, one art they keep one treasure token, but get rid of everything else. Everything else. And if they have an artifact creature. Yeah, choose that, that thing twice. Both. <laughs> you get to choose it twice. Oh man. It's it's a card that should be played more. So it was starting to creep up because I think people started catching on to that just now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they reprinted it again. I th so it looks like they reprinted it in Commander Legends. Is that right? Uh, they might have. It might have. I mean, because it is a Commander card there. All right, what do you give this deck? Man, I think uh, this is like a solid B. I think this is just super sweet. It has some powerful cards. Yep. Um. It's very cohesive, but like the cards that aren't cohesive, um, like Author of Shadows, they're just solid. Yeah, I would, I'll give it a straight B plus, uh, just slightly higher than you. So it's not an A range, right? I don't think this this deck is just like guaranteed yeah. slam dunk, bam, boom, got him. Yeah, I just think it has some really cool cards, but a lot of the cool cards I think are underwhelming right like like we talked about tempting contract i was like eh. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. i think some of these cards are going to be dead on their feet uh and like you're, you're playing your card your deck that gives people inklings and then the other person has parallel lives out you're like oh man <laughs> yeah right you're giving them double the treasures for no reason so anyway i mean with that yeah b plus and also not not too many notable reprints and not too much value in the reprints right i think all the yeah. values in the new cards which which i think a lot of them are staples yeah, and the, that, that's something that I think Wizards has been doing is like they always reprint a couple of them. I think like like uh, Arcane Signets and all these. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I didn't mention them, but they're in all but of them. Yeah, they they really don't like 
reprinting good cards. Yeah. <laughs> these decks. Well, which goes back, harkens back to our first deck we talked about still, though, which had like some amazing ones, right? I'm still looking back right. at the first one. I'm like, dang. Yeah. Some amazing it's, it's, reprints back there. Yeah. It's like, why didn't like, they do that with all? If they did that with all of them, I would have been like, holy crap, I got to buy all these decks. Now I'm like, no, I get it. I'll buy the singles. Though this deck I look at, and man, my singles start to stack up. They stack up so high that like, maybe I should buy the deck. Because, yeah, it, you know what you're talking? If I want to buy Fame, Ink Shield, Cunning Rhetoric, Author of Shadows, Incarnation Technique, Stinging Study, Promise of Loyalty, Felisa, Combat maybe I should just buy the deck. <laughs> right, yeah, and then you just get, you know... The, yeah, the Arcanist Signet. You get Mindstone. Uh, right. I might as well. I whatever. might as well tack on. Well, and I get Brina, which I think is actually maybe something I'm not looking at. Get some right. cool cards in uh, Boreas Charger, which is a crap. Uh, <laughs> the crap. <laughs> yeah, but, but you get just like a bunch of cards that are worth a couple bucks. And, you know, who knows? Yeah, Ghostly Prison's worth a couple bucks. Always will be, because that's a, that's a commander staple. All right, on to the final. The final. We're on to the last one. Witherbloom. Final round. The black, green, gold, Gary. They are the biology majors, they say. They're also, like, kind of the goths, though. I don't know. They're, like, yeah. their major, I guess, is biology. They're not, like, it's super weird. tied into that. Because you would think that... So, the, uh, not to get off track here. I would have thought, like... Simic would have been the biology majors. Yeah, then, right. I agree. Because they, because like, well, well, they tried to separate because they, they would have been because that was the whole evolve thing, right? Oh, really? Well, they well, 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 they they tried to be different. Oh, they they're trying to be different. Yes. For the color so color. they okay. know that Simic would have been the biology, right? Because of evolve yeah. and the mutants and right. yes, that would have been more biology. But they tried to be different. Which they tried okay. to create different okay. archetypes. So they made them the mathy guys. The doubling power. They made them more Gruel, right? Because Gruel is very much of the doubling power. Yeah, it's high power. So they tried to make Simic more of the Gruel without Trample, which makes it more fair, right? Which is better, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway. Witherbloom is going to be your, your biology major. We're going to start right off the bat with two of our subtypes here during our podcast. It's both my Dark Horse and part of the cycle. This is... Oh, so we're not going to do the, the commanders first? No, you're right. We're going to change that. We're going to do the commanders first. Yeah, why wouldn't okay. we? I, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. All right, Willow Dusk. Willow Dusk here is the commander. This is one black green for a Dryad Druid 3-3. Three, three. Uh, has one and tap. Choose another target creature. Put a number of plus one, plus one counters on it equal to the number of life you've gained this turn or the amount of life you lost this turn whichever is greater activate this only as a sorcery this card is pretty cool um not too many cards reference how many how many how much life you've lost this turn and it's usually in reference to like gaining that life back yeah the um, last the last time they did this was a uh, greven was a good example of this which Greville. wasn't a commander set it was a black and a red and it gave himself like plus x plus o oh, and plus x plus o yeah right based on the amount of life you lost um but this is pretty cool uh because you can do either life gain or life loss, loss. yeah um 
This card's Mesa awesome. Creature real big. I like him a lot. Uh, importantly, make a creature real big. Boy, does he depend on haste, right? I mean, like again, this is one you look at and you're like, mm, that feels bad without haste, man. If you want to sit that out there and just float it, and it's a three three with nothing. Yeah, and mm, the activate only as a sorcery is that hurts. so that hurts. big. That hurts because that means you can't activate it. Like I got attacked for five, I'm gonna tap and then put five one one counters yeah on yeah yeah so super um, balanced right though because they did that like you can't hit me for 20 and then i can just oh now that you hit me for 20 i'll put 20 counters on this i almost i almost wish they did that though <laughs> i know i was gonna say like look at again andrix and nev or varen yeah <laughs> right look, just to make people like, feel bad right it's like yo you hit me for 20 well guess what okay. now this yeah. guy's a 30 30 with lifelink so ha yeah exactly I because you did bad. that yeah, it's true. I wish they did just let him do it whenever. Who cares? Yeah. He's doing it anyway. He has to. T- he has to tap. He has to tap. He exactly. has to tap, and he ha- and he pays one mana. He can't just tap into it. He has to pay a mana too. So you can't yeah. unless you had infinite mana and infinite untaps. You can't do that a million times a turn. Yeah, yeah, and there, if you want an infinitely large creature with infinite mana, you have faint, because we already talked about. Yeah, yeah. One less thing. Yeah, but yeah. No, so. That hurts. That, that that's a big hurt but i think if you are building a willow dust deck you're the one in control of your life total the most anyway so you'll like you're doing oh, I'm you're doing to... the life gain you're making it that that's sorcery speed yeah so i'm uh i'm you know i played uh uh all the that frexine altar or not frexine altar what was it the nickel bolas altar thing where it's three black black you could pay life to Bolas Citadel. Bolas Citadel. Like you're playing that card, which if you play the card, you're probably gonna win anyway. Uh, and then just yeah. like casting like 30 life off of off of your uh library before attacks, tapping to put that much on your lifelink creature and swing. Like, I will that, say I've only played Bolas Citadel twice and I haven't gotten to use the card. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's one of those things that's like they just oh, remove it's so it. good. Well, I remember like I played it once and I was like, everyone's tapped out. This is gonna be great land damn (laughs) and then by the next turn cycle yeah it's gone and i'm like god damn it um (laughs) all right the other commander you can run uh that's golgari is guillaume master chef two a black and a green for a troll warlock trample five three at the beginning of your end step create a number of food tokens Equal to the number of non-token creatures you had enter the battlefield under control this turn. See, he's cooking up a feast for everyone that showed up. up. For every every creature that showed up this turn. You can pay one and sack a food and give a creature indestructible, but you have to tap it. Basically regenerate. Um, It basically regenerate, yeah, yeah. One one sack of food regenerate a creature. I Uh, I love this card. I love it. It makes a food deck semi-viable. <laughs> um, I mean, I had a food deck. I had it in Karlov. It didn't work. And I'll tell you what, with this deck, it's still not going to work. Food is terrible. It's a terrible archetype. <laughs> well, again... I love, it. I love it. It's super casual. It's super casual. It's super casual. It's yeah, that's great. what I'm saying. Like, again, this is along the same lines as the no abilities creature. Yeah, like, absolutely. You're not playing food because you're trying to yeah, win listen, any tournaments. I, I don't... <laughs> This I don't, is a very casual I, level commander. Shame on the person that's sitting there with a guy going off of the Guillaume deck and then saying, that's so overpowered. No, it's yeah, not yeah. overpowered. <laughs> this is so innocent. If yeah, you, you think just... by creating like 
20 food tokens is at all overpowered, reconsider your life because yeah. <laughs> like yeah. this is so innocent. Everything he does is like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Let him I, do whatever he wants. He's never the threat on the board. And I, I love, uh, this is the kind of thing that we, that, uh, that Guillaume does much better than other commanders. That we're like, oh, it's just almost there. It's like, it's not limited to one food a turn. <laughs> it's, it's just like all creatures in the battlefield. You create that much food. You could sacrifice food to save the creatures that just entered. That mattered, yeah. It's just But like, you have to pay a lot of mana to do all of that, man. Yeah, sure. We're uh, talking a ton of mana. Right, but and but that's fair. It's not just sacrifice. Oh, it's fair, it's fair, it's fair. I just I'm just trying to remind yeah, people yeah. of how like right. you're not gonna be doing anything busted with this guy. You're just you're just you never are. Exactly. This is kind of like uh harking back to uh Lushiel, the clockwork scholar, which is like only sure. it's an only artifact creatures you can only do it once each turn you're just like uh it's just not so i mean there. yeah we gotta say like with these commander decks it does seem like they really did try to curtail other than the civic other than ones, the civic one for some <laughs> yeah. reason for and, god knows what reason and it Vayron. does seem like and Varen, yeah, Varen seems super Varen's strong. Super powerful. So but, besides yeah, yeah. those two, they were just like, we're gonna really hold back how yeah. strong these things are. Yeah, it's so crazy. I was just like, oh, with Osagar, you can only activate as a sorcery. Yeah, you, you can. Only, yeah, yeah. You have to pay mana like, to sack your artifacts if you wanted to. Yeah, Brina is like, oh well, the opponents have to attack another opponent and they have to be a bird of life. And then Adrix <laughs> and Neb just like, nah, just do it, do whatever you want. You're gonna do a billion things and you're gonna do it all at once and you're gonna win. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> do you want to go over the other commanders first? Yeah, yeah, let's, let's do right. it real quick. The mono black commander out of this. So Brett's interested, right? Because he's gotta he's gotta mm-hmm. listen in. So here is his big ear. Four and a black for a four-four lifelink human warlock. Okay. At the beginning of your end step, if you gained life this turn, you may pay X life, where X is the amount of life you gained. If you do, you make an XX. Black demon with flying. No, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not into it. This one's. This one's. That's such a. I don't yeah, know. It, I don't know. It, Even if is... I gain twenty in a turn, and then I, I instantly then lose that twenty to make my twenty twenty flyer. I don't know. I think. I think if you have a way to like gain one life every turn, turning that life into a flying creature token is pretty good. But, um, dude, that means all you did is make a 1-1 one, one flyer at the end of your turn. Yeah, I don't think this is, like, a commander. I think this is, like, a in the 99. I think this card is straight bad. It could be. Like, yeah, I think it's straight. I, it's, just never play this. Five mana. Five mana to do this. Yeah, I think it's, it's straight bad. Yeah, I could see... Um, yeah, it's it it's it's not like he, he would have been better as a one mana lifelink one one that had that ability, right? Like yeah, his right. ability is anything he cared about. His stats, his mana cost is everything bad about him, and it's just useless. Yeah, and it's not like each it's being of your end step. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's not like the best. I yeah. think he's yeah, I think he's straight terrible. <laughs> <laughs> 
I right. am just the straight... green one. Eudora. Because he's interesting. Alright, four and a green for a five-five tree folk druid. Whenever another non-token creature you control dies, you may return it to the battlefield face down, and it's a forest with no abilities. So it becomes nothing but a forest. Do you know why? it's turned face down (laughs) like so what's interesting about it too is like it doesn't work with morph because it gives it no abilities so it doesn't have morph anymore it doesn't have morph anymore but uh and it's not a creature so there are things like um uh ixodron you can turn a creature card face face up up. yeah if it had morph but well some, some of them is just turn a creature face up but since it's a land you can't target it but if you can bounce a permanent you get you it can back. bounce this land and that land is a creature and it'll come back land. face up um, Fair, in mono green can you do that no nah maybe uh, so maybe in simic we're saying maybe it shows up yeah maybe. this is just pretty strange um it's not good this though. If you want to build a deck that triggers off of things leaving yeah. your graveyard, this does that. It's not good. I wouldn't worry about this card for any sense, right? You you got to have a lot of synergy to make all that craziness work, right? I, I, I think this is one of those cards that is like, you could build a really cool deck around this, though. Sure. Well, maybe. I don't know about really cool. <laughs> I mean, this Honestly, is, this I feel is, like it's just going to be like, okay. I think it's... Uh, when I he dies and everything, unique. like, so when a board wipe happens, though, so he, he does trigger, right? And yeah, all yeah. your other guys become forests. So. Become forests. I don't know. Uh, and you're not going to be the one to do that because this is mono green. So you're waiting on someone else to do it for you. I don't know. I just I just no. don't think. Yeah, it's it's a very strange ability. <laughs> uh, I just don't think it's uh, anything, anything good. So there's one other commander that's in this deck. It's the uncommon black and a green dina soul steeper ah okay she's a one three dryad druid whenever you gain life each opponent loses a life and has one tap sack another creature and she'll get plus x plus o where x is the sack's power uh which could be semi-decent i don't know she could get strong i don't know i just bring her up because there's a lot of crazy ways to build her surprisingly and I don't think people would be expecting it. And that gain life, each opponent loses a life effect. That's like, the, you know, the classically blood artist effect. Yeah, Dina. Uh, um, could be strong. I think, uh, well, Dina Soulsteeper is in, is originally in the. Uh, she is uh, in the main set. The main I, don't, set. I don't think we mentioned her in the main set. But yeah, sacrificing another creature for one mana, don't have to tap. That's pretty useful. Um, right. Someone tries to steal your creature. Yeah, you sack it. You just sack, sack it. Um, yeah, it's. I will say, yeah. You I mean you heard the podcast where me and Eric went over our favorite cards. I love sacking my creatures, so maybe I'm rating this higher than you should. No, because I, I, I see that effect, and I think good. it's more powerful than people think. Yeah, but the um, whenever you gain life, each opponent loses life is pretty powerful. And paying one just to sack a creature, like sometimes that is a good ability by itself. Right. Like sometimes you just want to get sacrifice a creature because you talked about how valuable just like a random death trigger is on that equipment. Yeah. Like, right. Oh uh, uh, yeah. You can go back to fractal harness and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I'm oh like, like the death trigger. Yeah. Death um, trigger. So, free death trigger. 
so this is something that like if you build your deck around it this is going to be like a very powerful card so interesting to think about anyway we'll mm-hmm. go into now 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 we'll go into it this is my dark the dark horse the dark horse <laughs> it's also How dark is it it also happens to be uh part of the technique cycle i think this is probably the most underrated of the techniques i, I don't know how people rate them though so this is just me saying that right this is <laughs> yeah, healing technique about, yeah. right this is green three and a green for a sorcery with demonstrate return target card from your graveyard to your hand and you gain life equal to that card's mana value and then you have to exile it so you can't like return this uh, so you can return two cards to your hand and you gain life equal to the combined mana value of those cards and make someone else return a card and they gain life equal to it. Uh, I'll tell you what, in Commander, this is a slam dunk. Yeah, this is... Um, returning a card, uh, especially one that's like non-permanent... Um, this is any card, yeah. Big. This is any card. Not It's not just non-permanent. This is any... Permanent anything. So, any card. Is it regrowth? Is two mana that does this by itself? Two mana that does this by itself. But this and lets course, you do it twice and gain life equal to the mana value of all the cards that you're returning, because you did it twice, and lets someone else do it as well. So so closer to Skullwinder, right? Because Skullwinder does it for you and someone else and gives you a one three death toucher. I'd say it's closer mm-hmm. to that than anything. Yeah, I think And it's I love Skullwinder. That. I play a lot of Skullwinder. I I don't think this is as good as you think it is. I think it's. I think <laughs> this it's. Okay. Is, this is my dark horse, baby. See, that's yeah. exactly why. <laughs> so i I think, I think you're going to be. I mean, sometimes you're going to be staring at this and be like, "Oh, sweet, you can get back your board wipe opponent to to save us from dying from the arch." Yeah, enemy. and it recovers. And that's you super good because you can gain ten. But um, I think a lot of other times you're going to be looking at this and you just be like. I don't want anyone else to get back anything. <laughs> like, oh, he has a Eldrazi in his graveyard. Okay, but then isn't it still a Balagad recovery where you return any card from your graveyard to your hand for four mana, which is at still four, fine. At, for four I mana, I get it. You're I, paying more mana. But listen, like, you once told me. Uh, I think it was. Wait, what? Uh, last podcast, eight mana is nothing. Uh, okay, so this is four. That should be super I, yeah, nothing for you. That should be double nothing. <laughs> well no eight, eight man is nothing for like a really powerful effect and yeah so really powerful effect being return a creature well return anything from your graveyard yeah, that's gonna win it, the game <laughs> it is powerful but but when you have cards that do it for two like that's I, in my head that's the going rate for this effect um yeah i mean i still think it's a it's a this does a, a lot good, more than that card i think this is a okay card i don't think it's like really good i think it's I think it's fine. You could play this, and that is why, and, and that, it'll, ladies it'll and gentlemen, you. is why this is my dark horse because Eric's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> sure, uh, but I'm glad at least one of my dark horses, Eric, had a, a strong opinion that it wasn't great. Well, usually you're right, but you know, well, so but I chose my dark horses based off of like I don't want it to be an obviously good card. I think this is sneaky good. I think this is way better than you think it is. I'm not saying it's the best card. I'm not. I'm saying this is my dark horse. I ruined. Yeah, gra- and I, dude, I, I, I agree with all you of my on dark horses. Them, but... All of my dark horses. No single person's gonna go. That's the best card printed. No way. Bullshit. If you said that, 
I call bullshit on you. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, combat cartographer? <laughs> I, I am OD. not disagreeing with you that they're good cards because I'm picking it as my dark horse for a reason. But guess no, what? No, no, no. Not I, great. And that—that's uh, me taking into account. I think, I think you're going to be looking at this and just casting it for four mana more often than not. Interesting. I I don't think so. I think with all these demonstrate cards, I think you're always casting them with copying them. Like, so I, I think all these cards you're going to get the. Do you the when you're evaluating these cards, are you evaluating them on like you know the that I'm casting this with demonstrate all the time, and that's what you should be evaluating them as? For or me, just, yes. I think when I look at all of them, I'm casting them for demonstrate. I'm casting them and doing it twice. So, and it's kind of funny because I look at it the other way. Like <laughs> if like what's the floor on this and yeah. that's why i think excavation technique the destroy permanent card is my favorite because you want to just get a one thing and they get yeah, two treasures like, and you're done so you're basically casting generous gift at sorcery speed and saying you can have two treasures but you don't get a three three you get two treasures. uh yeah and it, it's and doing it for two like you could really just blow somebody out right so With, i you mean destroy three things but like you know replication technique like sometimes it'll be good uh casting I'll, it for I'll whatever, tell but... you why I evaluate them with demonstrate because of our format. This is this is a commander format where there's four players. And I think you're gonna want the most powerful effect out of this card. And that's always gonna be demonstrate. When there's an arch enemy, you're going to get rid of two things, and someone else is gonna get rid of another, and you're gonna get well, end up getting rid of three things. When there's when there's an arch enemy and it's not you. Because you obviously don't want to do that. You're this not going to play when... it if it's not you. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's I mean, how that's, I... the game works, though. So, like, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, that that's if you're winning and you and you have this card, then. But all the demonstrates you could play as even if you're the arch enemy. They're all good. They're all good. I I love these techniques, man. I I think they just in commander, sweet. they're all good. I think they're all sweet. All right, the next ones the win con out of this deck uh the blossoming bog beast four and a green for a three three beast whenever it attacks you gain two life then creatures you control get trample and they get plus x plus x until end of turn where x is the amount of life you gained this turn so that's just a win con for any gain life deck mm-hmm. kind of so busted. yeah this is a this is another overrun on a stick yeah a lot of times kind of busted kind of annoying don't really want to see this card i like that it does it off of life gain because that's not common but yeah and ah. i like that it doesn't have haste so it's not like creator yeah yeah so it's more of that on enter the battlefield it's just another one what's what's the uh goat the pathbreaker ibex it's just another pathbreaker ibex yeah and, and that is just way more fair because i mean a lot of times people have you know swift with boots or or whatever in their decks yeah. anyway but like, it's it, at least at a base level is you have a turn cycle to to gang up on somebody before they that person kills everybody. Yeah, not too interesting though, right? When I look at this card, I'm like, meh, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I get it. Like, whatever. but like, actually, now that you bring that up, like, there's so many effects that do this that are better. Yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, like, it's are meh. you gonna do this? Like, right, right, yeah. If you're not playing a life gain deck, you're not playing this, right? But All like, it does then is plus two, plus even, two trample. Even if you're playing a life gain deck, like I think you are. You're playing this as if it's a life gain deck, but it has to attack to do it. Like, 
Yeah, don't but so wanna... does Pathbreaker Ibex. That's what I mean. Like, do you play you play this over Pathbreaker Ibex now, don't you? In a in a life Pathbreaker game? Ibex is six mana for a three three that does this effect with for three because it's his power. So this guy gives you two for a mana less and trample for all. I, I, you just I think you just even in a non life game well, deck you might just play this over Pathbreaker Ibex. Well, is Pathbreaker Ibex is that equal to its great the greatest power? Or it, or just three three. I thought it's his, or no, maybe I'm thinking Wild Beastmaster, which says it off of his power, but that yeah, costs it's, three. I Ibex is where it's the greatest power, greatest power, but control. it doesn't give him trample. Uh, it does give trample. It does give trample. Okay, but yeah, just another one of those effects. I don't know. Another one of those effects. What? Um, we're over them, obviously. All right, uh, which is clinic a mana uh, uh, a land that can go in any deck. Taps for a, a colorless. It's a, it's a colorless land. Two and a tap. Target commander. So it doesn't have to be your own. Interesting. <laughs> Gains lifelink until end of turn. Got him. Uh, yeah, I, I'm glad you put this on there. I, I love the... This is a super interesting card, right? This is a cool card. Yeah, I think... Uh, I like when Wizards makes these random lands. Because, you know... it. It could really just be like, oh, well, I really want my commander to have lifelink. Like, I am definitely putting this in uh, my Vile Smasher deck because Ooh. I really want Vile Smasher to have lifelink all the time. Yeah, well, um, I mean, especially later in the game, right? You might use that mana to cast your X spells early, early. But then yeah. you're getting low, right? You're getting uh, the 10 life and you're like, this next spell is going to deal 12, but I really like to I, gain I really, 12 life. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be good. I. I think this is a semi-staple, right? This is just as much of a staple as the Bibliotech was, right? The the mono-colorless so. land that draws you a card if you have zero or seven. Yeah, if your commander is going to be on damage. Yeah, right? You're going to play this. I agree. So it's almost funny. It's, you know, like, sort of doesn't belong in this deck, right? Because it comes with Willow Dusk, who's never going to deal damage. It's always going to be used for its tap ability. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. It's very strange. <laughs> and the same thing with Guillaume. Like, it's not... <laughs> like, what are you doing? Right? That? Like, so, you want it to be in with Dina. <laughs> weird. I get it's only in this deck for life gain synergies, but not going to be good in it. All right. A mono black card, four and a black for a three five flyer vampire warlock. But that card sucks, Brett. Yeah, because that's all. Marshland Bloodcaster. This is one and a black tap. Rather than pay the mana of a spell, just pay life equal to its mana value and cast it. Jesus Christ! I don't know how <laughs> just... good this is going to be, though. I honestly, I look at this and I think it's actually tough to evaluate. I I do not know how good this card's going to be. I think this card is really good <laughs> because it does it can cheat be... on mana costs because you're paying two instead of what you're going to pay. Yeah, you're paying life instead. So I, well, I want to know how different if additional mana cost counts because, like, your commander you can just play. It's not from your hand. You just play omniscience or something. You're just like, oh, now everything's free. Um, so the converted mana cost, commander tax, it's an additional cost, right? So you, it's not, you, you're gonna pay two, and you save your commander's cost. So it's not gonna help you very much in commander. It's not gonna help you for your commander because you're gonna pay two, tap it, save your commander's cost. So you say your commander costs three. You're gonna pay three life, and then you pay the commander tax. 
So it's well. It that's really the thing is, I going to help you to pay your command. Well, see, this is the thing. It says rather than pay the mana cost of the next spell you cast, you may pay life equal to that spell's mana value. Right now, but does commander that, tax it, isn't its mana value? It's a tax. Right. Exactly. I was like, so is that is the additional cost part of the mana cost, but no, not the mana no, value? No, you're you're going to pay life equal. To, I just explained it. You're going to pay life equal. No, no, to no. Its I, mana I, value. I I know, but the the mana cost and mana value are like two different things because it's mana value cmc which is not applied to commander i mean you could be right but i do want to say that there is a difference between like converted mana cost and i still look at this card and i don't know how good it's going to be i think it's not going to be as good as people maybe might think i i think i I think this card's kind of bad not 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 really bad right i mean this could do some busted shit not saying that i just think it's not that good yeah, I think um, I think this might be one of those things that it's just like it's always, it's just always going to cast a couple different spells, <laughs> you know. Like there's there's uh, I, I just see this card like yeah man, like so, 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 and also does it disobey rules because it, like does it disobey sorcery rules? It doesn't state it on the card. Um, it's, I think timing rule still applies. I think timing rule still applies. It's just saying you may cast the spell. Yeah, right, right. So, which makes it worse, right? I mean, thank God. Right? Like, if this yeah. disobeyed timing rules, I think maybe, yeah, we're in a discussion of this card's completely busted, but it it's not. I, I, I think this card's not going to be that great. I think, um, it, yeah, this is going to be one of those things that it's just like, it's going to be... You're not going to see it that often. Yeah, listen, because... there's already a card. So this costs, this doesn't have haste and costs seven to do on its front face. There's already a card cost, called Quicksilver Amulet. That's an artifact that goes in every deck that costs four. And for four mana, you tap and you play anything you freaking want from your hand. <laughs> like, there's just a card that, and you don't have to pay life. And it, and it does this. I don't know. I, Quicksilver I just, is just putting a creature into play. It's oh, no, it's a creature or is a permanent. I thought it was a permanent. Uh, we'll check. It might be permanent. Uh, you may put a creature card from creature. Your hand okay, it's play. just creatures, but still, some of the creatures are some of the biggest things you're playing, right? You're you're designing the deck around that. At that yeah, point. like I was. Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of creature decks, and you still don't see that card that much. Is what I'm trying to say. Like I, I really, I don't think this card's that good. I don't well, like I I'm just thinking of um, card like. Cards, deck, cards that go in like Joda, you know, you know, right. playing Eldrazi for two mana instead of twelve. Yeah, playing and, and twelve Progenitus. life though, and twelve. Man, you got to remember that, that's a lot of life. That's that twelve lives are not much yet. Bullshit. It's fine. Right. Bullshit. <laughs> With that, we'll move on. You're all wrong, all of you. Um, all of you. Also playing like uh, again, omniscience. Like now, all your stuff is free. <laughs> like yeah. I, again, you're. But those kinds of decks, it's all a package together. So I don't think you're going to put this in just like a random black deck where all your stuff costs four anyway, because yeah. you're just paying two and four life instead of four mana. You're just like, eh, I don't know. But man, time will playing... tell with this one. I don't think it's going to be that good. I really don't. Well, I don't think again, we'll it depends on good. Is it going to cost a lot of money? No, it's not. <laughs> but it's not I think card. in some decks it's going to be really good. All right. Essence Pulse. Three and a black for a sorcery. You gain two life. Each creature gets minus X, minus X until end of turn, where X is the amount of life you gain this turn. This one I like a lot. 
Do you think it's going to be good in non life gain decks? No. <laughs> no, <laughs> right, yeah, no, no. We thinking. have cards. We we have better cards than that in non life gain decks. No, you're only playing this in life gain. But it's pretty good. But it's life. incredible in life gain. Are you kidding? This card's also, amazing. Also, the art is freaky. <laughs> it's sweet. Yeah, it's sweet. I don't know. But yeah, cool. any black, white, any black, green. Uh, mm-hmm. Look for this card. I I just think it's yeah. There's not much more to say about it. It's just a super sweet version of this card. It's a four mana board wipe that I think is worth mentioning. And that's and, minus and X minus card. X, so it gets around indestructible. Things All like right, that. we'll go more life gain cards. So I mean, obviously this deck is life gain focused, right? So I mean, that's what right. a lot of these cards coming out are based off of. So yeah, they might not be staples, but they are unique and sweet. This is the Spout Back Trudge but seven. I- What's that? But kind of sorry before we go on, I do like that these cards definitely exist because it's like, oh, you need another black board wipe. Well, uh, toxic deluge and damnation cost twenty dollars, but like yeah. this card, it's like probably better than damnation in in, in your life gain. Deck. In life gain, yeah. As and long as you have some life deeper. gain, otherwise, guys, there's there's cards that cost three and two and a black that do that. That do minus two minus two. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, no, do, I was saying like if you're building a life gain deck and need yeah. board wipes, then it's great that. They're cheap black board wipes. I don't know there. how much Mutilate costs. I feel like Mutilate's not too expensive. And that does it. Mm, I think it costs four. Does it? But there's also cards that cost like two black black that do minus four, minus four to everything that are cheap. That are Languish, like, just not yeah. expensive. Languish, yeah. I mean, that's a cheap card. There's no way that costs that much. Or even just play Yeheni's Expertise, I don't think is expensive at all. That's minus three, minus three, and you get to cast a card for right, free. Yeah. So anyway, there's a lot of cards that say it. We're, I'm bringing that one up because life gain. It's that's good. cool. Sproutback Trudge, seven green green for a fungus beast. Nine, seven with trample, but he did cost nine. But he costs X less to cast, where X is the amount of life you gain this turn. Uh Oh, wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, there's because more. Because that would have been like, that's good. Uh, but also, at the beginning of your end step, if you gained life this turn, you can cast him from your graveyard. And then he'll still cost X less. So, like, yeah. <laughs> if he's in your graveyard and you gained 7 life in a random turn, he costs green green for a 9-7 trample. too bad for This card's nuts, right? I think this card's really good. Imagine, like, a Tristani deck that gains life whenever a creature enters the battlefield equal to its toughness or something. So you just like, oh, okay, two mana and a sack outlet. You could just gain gain a million life. Anything in Abzan's <laughs> really happy to see this. I think you got to start playing this card. This is sweet. This card's yeah, and, really good. And also, like, if you gain seven life once and have a sack outlet, you can just pay two mana every single time. It's not like you use up, you know, your, right. your cost reduction effect the first time. All right, lastly, we got the Ezeroot Channeler. Five and a green for a four six with reach. Creature spells you cast cost X less to cast, where X is the amount of life you gained this turn. And he has tap, you gain two life. This uh, card's amazing. This card's yeah, pretty good ability. insane. This card's good in non-life gain decks. He says that all your creatures cost two less to cast. Yeah, which can be just, like, massive. You could just, like, save eight to ten mana on a single turn. And if you're in a life game deck, it's even better, and it's only in green, and it's a 4-6 reach. It's everything about this card is really good, right? I mean, he's just good. 
You don't think reach is good. You can like no. leave them there. You can never care about the creature spells, and you'll still have a four six reach. And at the end of the last player's turn, you'll just tap and gain two life. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> and that's, that's still tap, fine. Gain two life, it's fine. Everything yeah. about them's fine. Everything's good there, man. All right, that's it out of our new cards. Some notable reprints, and there are some sweet ones. <laughs> There's some these. I think these like. Maybe this and the Lorehold deck just win the reprint. Oh, they they absolutely win on the on the reprint side, man. Th- yeah. So th- here's the reprints on this deck. Al Hammeret's Archive. This is five mana, double all your draws past your draw step, and double all your life. Yeah, life gain. It doesn't life double gain. your yeah, life. Yeah, double yeah. all your life gain. Dude, just an insane commander card. This is one of those cards that was creeping up in value. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like a twenty dollar card right now. I mean, yeah. it shouldn't have been, but yeah, it was one of those cards of like four dollars. Like, uh, okay, I guess, uh, I guess maybe I'll buy it. But now it's twenty dollars. You're like, what? Yeah, I'm it's... not buying that for twenty. But yeah, you need that. I've always wanted one. So importantly, it's an artifact. It goes in any deck, so you could play like a crazy red deck that likes to discard all your cards and draw cards. But you get to draw twice as many cards when you do that. So all of right. your faithless lootings say discard two, draw four. Yeah. <laughs> Which <laughs> exactly. is nuts. So you need that card. Uh, Venser's Journal, another bomb. You gain life uh, during your upkeep, even with the number of cards in your hand, and even unlimited hand size. Yeah, this is a card that I, it's like a definitely powerful effect, but this also was worth a bunch of money. And I was like, huh. <laughs> Surprisingly, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. It, it, you, you don't see this card that much. It's not played yeah. much. It never gets reprinted, and it's just been a while. People like life gain decks, I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it, it is a you need this card in every life gain deck. Yeah, uh, the sapling of Colfinor, an awesome reprint, right? Two, mm-hmm. uh, three, black green, black green. So it's it's hybrids for the black green, black greens. So five mana for two five indestructible tree folk, and when he attacks. Uh, you reveal the top card of your library. If it's a creature card, you'll gain life equal to its toughness and you'll lose life equal to its power and put it in your hand. So you're going to draw a card, I think, either way, right? Even if it's not yeah. a creature. You reveal the top card of your library. Uh, and then after you gain and lose life, you put it into your hand. Yep, yep, yep. So if it's not if it's not a creature, you're still going to put it in your hand. You're just going to, you're not going to lose or gain life. You're yeah. only going to do that if it's a creature. But still, it says attack, draw, draw card in two, black five indestructible. And black green, super yeah. helpful, yeah, super nice. So, and this card is creeping up, right? Because it was only in Lorholt yeah. or Lorwin, whatever it was. Never been reprinted. It's been creeping up. Super commander card because it's a legendary. You can play him as a commander as well in a mm-hmm. in black green. He works well as a commander here as well. Uh, the noxious gear Hulk. We we're again back dipping back into that gear Hulk cycle. This is the four black black. Uh, when he enters, he destroys. Anything you want, and you'll gain life equal to his toughness. And he's yeah, got menace. A, yeah, he is. I think he has menace. This, this is another card that's just like I'm Five, always menace? keeping on the fringe of my decks, where it's just like, yeah, he's good. It's just pretty good. It's good. I have him in my mono black stack, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Well of Lost Dreams. I was surprised to see that card's price before they printed it. It was like $10. Me too. Yeah. $10. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, why? Why was that $10? So this is a four mana artifact. You can draw X cards where X is the amount of life you've gained. Yeah, yeah, it's like triggered ability. Um, yeah, so you have to gain life, and then whenever you do, you can t- pay as much mana as you've gained, life as you've gained. Colorless artifact. So, but, I mean, super good for life gain decks. Super good. Uh, we're but not when you, yeah, in life gain decks, this is the card that's just like, 
people play it, you're just like, oh, that's the best card of the battlefield. Right yeah, now. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it draw twenty cards for sure. I've also yeah. seen it draw nothing. But <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're if you're not getting any life in your life game deck, then you have bigger problems. And then yeah, then don't play Well of Lost Dreams. Uh, well, but I've also seen it not draw cards because you don't have mana left. So again, like this is, this harkens back to my Karlov deck where I, I just had so many mana problems all the time. So mm-hmm. I could never pay the mana to draw the cards because I was gaining a lot of life, but I don't have the mana to draw all those cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's tough. It's tough. It's a tough balance. A tough balance. But but in this deck, you should be fine. Uh, so Witherbloom, what are you giving them as a grade? Man, I just like a lot of what's going on here. Um, I think the deck is pretty cohesive. Like a lot of the cards we didn't talk about, they still mentioned gaining life. Sure. Um, it's true, I really guys. Like... We're only talking about like specific few. The reprint, the the new cards. We're not talking about anything that's reprint that's not of notable. Right. right? I didn't talk, you know, about a lot. Um, I really, really like the two commanders. I think as a pair, those are the two that I'm most excited about. Okay. Um, second place probably being the uh, silver quill ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give this another B. I think. I think it's I'm just on a sweet. solid B with you as well. I think this is mm-hmm. just a solid B. The cards are impactful. They're strong. They have great reprints here. Yeah. Reprints bring this deck up so high. Like again, comparison with all the other decks, this and Lorehold have the best reprints. I gave Lorehold yeah. the best grade uh, of all the decks. Importantly, what what grade? What was the best grade for you then? I guess it was this deck. Uh, well, I no, I gave the Simic one an A because it was just so powerful. Ah, you gave Simic A. Well, screw Simic. Um, <laughs> I, didn't like it. I didn't like what I did, but it's, I didn't it's like, like you know, what I did. You're a teacher, the student you hate, but they're the they're the smartest person in your class. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's funny. Um, All right, but yeah, I think if you want to build a Golgari like life gain deck, I think you should just buy this. Start here, deck. sure, absolutely. Yeah, there's some. You get a lot some, of good. Staples. There's some heaters in here, man. There's some good yeah. stuff. You won't use everything like, you know, the two uh, monocolor commanders you're yeah. probably not going to use. Um, oh, it comes with yeah. some of my favorite cards of all time, right? The Luxor yeah. Warhammer's in there. That's that's one of my favorites of all time. That's just junk yeah, chucked it, in there. You're going to, if you're building a Golgari Life King deck, you're just going to, a lot of these cards that are new, you're just going to want to buy anyway. There's <laughs> so, a, They have some well. of the best lands, too. I mean, we talked about the Witch's Clinic. They have the High Market. One of my favorite commander cards of all High time. High Market. Yeah. That card's Tap, so sack good. a creature, gain a life, guys. I mean that—that's a staple. You're gonna want one of those eventually, and this—it's just in the deck. Yeah, and if you're <laughs> playing in a playgroup that has a lot of control magic effects, none of your creatures are gonna get targeted while you have high market out. Uh, I mean, I should mention it with that mention. Like a lot of the decks come with some neat, neat legendary cards as lands. Uh, the silver mm-hmm. quill one comes with Miko Koro. Two tap. Yep. Each player draws a card. That's yeah. That's a. That's a neat card. Um, the the Quandrix one comes with the the Orn Reef. It's it's not a every. It's a yeah. tap. A put a one one counter on each green creature. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a card you see a lot in Commander for sure. Yeah, uh, it's just one of those cards. That if you're playing plus one plus one counter, so Prismari comes with the Scavenger Grounds. That's an excellent card. That's the Desert two and a tap sack of desert exile all cards from all graveyards so it's like yeah graveyard that can be super important uh that's a staple that's never a bad card and then uh and the white red deck the the lore hold one uh i mean besides the artifact lands that we said comes with the slayer stronghold which is pretty strong 
I guess, is notable. Uh, plus two, plus oh yeah. gives something vigilance haste, which is actually more important than people realize. Uh, but no- nothing else of real note there. So maybe they didn't, they didn't get yeah. sweet land, but the others did. Yeah, they get the artifact lands. They get they got the artifact lands, yeah. which is important. Enough. Phyrexian core. <laughs> it's not. No, that one stocks. That one's home. Uh, everyone, every single one of these gets exotic orchard, right? Yeah, they they reprinted that one like crazy, which I don't own one of those surprisingly. So yeah, it's it's a it's it comes into play untapped and it'll often tap for two of your colors. Yeah, hopefully just any color you need, right? And then, mm-hmm. then you're good to go. They're in all, every deck now, so that card's got to be like twenty five cents now for sure. With yeah, all yeah. five decks having it, so all right. That was it. We did it. Woo, this was a this was a long almost at four hours. Hopefully I edit it to under that, because this is gonna take billion years to edit. I don't think I'm gonna edit it for weeks. (laughs) You'll never see this episode. (laughs) You'll never see it as a live. Um (laughs) well fortunately this one doesn't have as much uh immediacy issues as the normal set comes out because you know, there's only have Commander twenty uh twenty one only comes out during this year. So that's it. All right. Thanks all for joining our party. Me and Eric are going to go get back to partying because after this, we need we need some partying to happen. We need some party. <laughs> uh, and everyone else out there listening, party on. Party on.